Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to episode four of the Next Dimension podcast, your brand new podcast about your favorite topic, which is VR and AR. And in this fourth episode, I'm so happy to introduce somebody new, Tatiana. Tatiana, how are you doing today? Hi, Sebastian. I'm doing great. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super oh, wow. excited. I am so excited too. And Tatiana, you have an amazing channel on YouTube, which is called Disco VR. And we're going to find out all about your channel in a moment. And I'm so happy to have you here. Then also here with us, Steve. Steve, our VR flight sim guy. How are you doing, Steve? I'm very well. Thank you very much. It's great to be back here again on the channel. Oh, yes, man. And episode four is going to be super interesting because we're going to talk about all things 2021, the best VR games. And Anthony, Anthony is going to talk us through the whole thing. Anthony from VR365, how are you doing? I'm doing very good, Sebastian. How's it going? Good. Very good. Yeah, man, I'm doing fine as well. My name is Sebastian Ang, and I'm doing MRTV, and I'm the host of the Next Dimension podcast. So in this fourth episode, first of all, we're going to find out what the four of us did last week concerning VR, and, and then we're going to talk about... Tatiana's channel and how she got into VR and all these kind of things and super excited to learn more about our new guest Tatiana here from Disco VR or Discover. Not sure. We're going to find out exactly <laughs> what's the name of your channel in a moment. Yeah, so for all of you who don't know yet uh, the Next Dimension podcast, this is the fourth episode. This show is being live streamed every Saturday noon um, PT, 3 p.m. ET, 9 p.m. Central European Time, and 8 p.m. in London. And this is not only a live stream podcast, you can also find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, Alexa, Google Podcast, and still not iTunes, Apple. What's going on there? You really need to give us the, get, the go here for this, for this channel. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. So, if you simply want to listen to us, you can do so in an audio podcast. But I think watching this live here on MRTV is really fun as well. And I'm so much looking forward to this fourth episode when we're going to learn more about the games that are coming up in 2021. As you know, this, this show is also about you and you interacting with us. So simply as in every episode of the Next Dimension podcast, we want to hear from you. So so there's a poll and you can find the poll down in the description of this video and we want to find out from you what is the game that you are looking forward most in 2021 so simply vote now we all know voting is very important right and uh, well um, please check out the the link for for you to cast your vote and for us to find out what is your game that you're looking forward most uh, that you're looking to for um, most to oh good my English I, I'm lost <laughs> I've lost it there for a moment <laughs> yeah well it's not my first language 
the game that you're looking forward to most in 2021. So absolutely cast your vote now. All right, good. So now I would like to ask into the into our round now, and I would like to start with Tatiana. So Tatiana, how was your last week? Did you do anything about VR in your last week? Oh, you know, it has been a, a hectic first week of 2021. Uh, for yeah, all of us, right? I guess, getting into Especially it. in the States, right? It was very interesting. <laughs> ah, yeah, it has been very interesting to see how it unfolds. Yeah. Uh, but for me personally, the the biggest thing that happened is I got a cat. Okay, and cool. <laughs> you, he's still a little shy, but you might be seeing him soon. Okay. Uh, Video it's bombing my, my videos. Yeah, it, maybe they will make a mini cat VRs. That would be very exciting. <laughs> but honestly, I took a little break from uh, the channel due to the holidays. So now I'm in full on, full on uh, video creation mode. And there's there's some exciting things that are, are coming to my channel. So, okay. so this has been my week. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Great. Yeah, looking forward to find more about your channel in a moment, right? So for everyone who wants to check out Tatiana's channel, um, please do so. The link to Tatiana's channel is down in the description of this video. So Tatiana, now you can nominate one of the other threes to talk about the week. Who would you like to nominate to talk about the last week? Mm. Well, let's say Steve. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's been a really interesting week for me personally. And I think maybe I should just touch upon Microsoft Flight Simulator very briefly. I've been playing that a lot, as you could probably imagine, after my excitement with it last week. And I've been using the Oculus Rift S quite a lot and messing around with a few more tweaks and got it working really well now, actually. So I think, um, obviously, won't go into it too much, but... Uh, yeah, fantastic. Really great. So I've been uh, playing a lot of that, to be honest. And then I did get a Quest 2 literally today. Uh, How is it? So Tell yeah. us tell <laughs> us a bit more. So no, tell us a bit more um, about your first impressions now. This is this is your moment. So tell us. <laughs> literally, yeah, honestly. Uh, first of all, I was just, over, just so impressed with the build quality for such a cheap device. I mean, it's not, I mean, I'd hate to say cheap because it's still a lot of money. But in, you know, in terms of the whole VR thing, it is a very, very good value for money headset. And I was really impressed. In fact, I've got the controller here. These controllers are amazing. They're really good. Um, they remind me of the CV1 controllers. They're, they're, right. just, they're just bigger and they just feel a little bit more, um, you know, uh, just feels, what's the word? Just the build quality. I guess it just, you know, they don't compare ex exactly to the CV1 because they were, you know, really, really well done. But I think compared to the Rift S controllers, they're a huge step up. And that screen as well, standalone VR. It's the first time I've ever tried VR without a cable. And You have that smile on your face, Steve. You have that <laughs> smile on your face. Oh, God, I hate to say it, but it was, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it, actually. <laughs> you hate yeah. to say it, but Facebook did something amazing there, right? They, yeah, they, they've got me, really. They've got everybody with this Yeah, thing. I know, and I know. It's, I, I love know. it and I hate it at the same time. Same I, here, man. Say. Same here, same here. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So. By the way, I I, say, I always have to say, like, yes, it's cheap if you don't value your own privacy. Because that's still something that's on top of that <laughs> £299 or euro or dollar asking price, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you, you know, I mean, for me, it's a secondary headset. So I think I wouldn't have it as a just a primary headset. Uh, it's good to have another one. 
so that I can sort of uh, not worry about that privacy thing. But I mean, I don't know, really. I just, for me, I've kind of just uh, accepted it. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should look into it more. But I mean, it's, you know, it was just a quick, I've got a Facebook account anyway. So really, <laughs> you know, they've already got my data anyway, to be honest. Uh, and I think for m most people, might not be such an issue, but I, I do get, you know, it's it's a dodgy one. But the headset itself, <laughs> it's great, honestly. For standalone VR, that I, I won't go into the PC side just yet, obviously, because I could talk about it forever. But no, really good first right. impressions. So, yeah. so, so, what did you try out? Did you try out some some Link gaming or some PC VR gaming, or did you try out some some standalone um, Quest games, or what did you try out? Well, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I was messing around in the tutorial for ages, and then uh, my partner Melissa, she she uh, nicked it off me for about five minutes and ended up being in it for an hour, <laughs> you know. And then it was I had to charge it, and uh, I thought I'd try a, a bit of PC VR as well, and that's where it falls down for me personally. It yeah, in fact, you said this as well, Seb, that the the Quest Two really needs a beefy computer if you're going to run it on right. a PC. Right. Uh, it's actually harder to run. Than it is the Reverb G2. I it, think. Is. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, because you basically got that video feed that your your graphics card's got to encode, and then on top of that, you got to super sample it. And right, if you run it on the on the best quality settings, it's more yeah, taxing it's than the G2. It is hard, but that, you know the lack of screen door is really nice. It's great to see an Oculus headset with such a nice resolution now. You know. Um, because they do their optics so well i really do there's just no mirror and it's the sweet spot's really nice and the whole thing I, I, yeah i'm quite impressed with it actually overall. i i hate to say it but, yeah. <laughs> i see that <laughs> smile on your face <laughs> it's cool it's and now that i know assassin's creed which we'll talk about in a, a bit is going to be on quest 2 that's sealed the deal for me to be honest i think yeah right but, yeah right. Exactly. No. Yeah, right. There's going to be there's going to be more and more there's going to be more and more exclusive games coming to the Quest, right? And the Quest Two, who knows? Probably Lone Echo Two is going to be a um, Quest Two exclusive. That's what I personally think, and we're going to talk about this in a moment. Yeah, Steve, is is that your week already, or do you, are you have some more? I think that's about it. I think I probably should stop talking now, really. But yeah, yeah, great week for, for VR, definitely. Yeah, it's been great. Okay, now you can nominate uh, Tony or me. Tony, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's been an interesting week here in the United States, as most of you <laughs> well know. Uh, yeah, so it's been a combination of like, wait a minute, what reality is this? Am I still in real reality? Or <laughs> For some people, like it's an alternative land? reality. There's no question yeah. about it. I guess so. You see the God of War guy. You know, the God of War guy that was wearing his thing with the whole helmet and all that. That was pretty crazy. But um, in the VR world, <laughs> um, I've also been doing some stuff in the VR world. One of the things that I haven't mentioned, I don't think on this show, because like it, it didn't line up with any topics that we've been talking about, is I had a Valve Index that I recently sold. I actually ah. sold my Valve Index. And so right now I kind of have a void as far as like what my daily driver is. I have an old wow. Oculus CV1. I still use that. But the thing that I did this week is I got the official Oculus <sighs> Quest link cable. And I thought, let me try this link thing. Let me figure this thing. You know, let me see, does this work? Does it work good? Can I can I live with the Oculus Quest 2 as my daily driver? Because if I could, it would be great because I have four 
Oculus uh, CB1 sensors that are all over my ceiling, and I'd love to get rid of them and, and sell off the CB1 and get rid of that. And so I got my Oculus Quest link cable. I've been trying it out, and uh, it's I, I have mixed emotions about it. In mm, some ways, it yeah. In some ways, I'm playing a certain game, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then there's just there's a lot of um, little things about it that that kind of uh, irritate me. So basically, I need to try it some more. So I, I don't have a final opinion right now. I'm going to test it out some more. I'm also going to try to screw around with virtual desktop a little bit and see how that is. Are you going to try that, Steve, as well? Or are you going to try screwing around with that? Yeah, I really want to try that out, actually. But I just don't know how to do it at the moment. So I'm literally, I've only had it about three hours. So I, I, I've got a lot to learn, to be fair. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Trying yeah, out. yeah. It'll it'll take a little while to get used to that. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be and the whole side quest thing, because you have to kind of go down the side quest rabbit hole if you're going to do virtual desktop. So you can screw around with a lot of side quest stuff as well, which that's pretty cool, too. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good week. But Sebastian, what about you? How was your week? Well, that is a very good question. So I must tell you guys, I was glued to the television, as probably most of you were. <laughs> and I must tell you guys, well, I'm um, I'm obviously not uh, U.S. American, right? Not at all. I'm a German, and I'm I can just tell you guys, the world is watching. The world is watching. So this is this is pretty crazy. And even though I'm not U.S. American, of course, I was simply uh, yeah following like every moment, and it's it's crazy. It's uh, it's quite kind of disturbing how easy it is to lose all of your quest games. I mean, Trump, he has lost all of his quest games, right? <laughs> and, and the only thing you need, he needed to do is stage a coup. So I'm telling you, uh -huh. be aware of that. It's very, very easy to lose all of your quest games. And that, I, that was exactly what I was telling all the people. It is very easy to lose your quest games. You can just say a wrong thing. What, what Mark thinks is wrong, and you're going to lose your account, and then all of your quest games are gone. Okay, that's for that. <laughs> Other than being glued to the television and watching um, what, what, was, what was going on there in the States, uh, I also, of course, I was working here. I was doing um, some very interesting things here about the, the G2 because... Uh, we hear so many different accounts about the sweet spots, and I told you about that. Like for me, I, I feel I have a really good sweet spot for the Quest Two. Probably not as uh, for the for the G2 for the Reverb G2. Like not as good as the Oculus headsets, but still good, and definitely not as bad as I've heard from from some people of the community. But I don't want to discount anybody's experience, right? There are people who really dislike it. So I thought, let's get to the bottom of it, and I've asked. The German community to send me their Reverb G2 headsets, especially those who are unhappy with the G2 sweet spot, because I want to find out if there is production variance or variance. How to say that word? I'm not sure. Variance. Hey, that was right. Variance. Yeah. Variance. Variance. Variations, okay. rather. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. variety. <laughs> variety if there is if there is something wrong with the lenses because we do hear from some other headsets as well it depends on which company is doing the the lenses also for the quest 2 it seems like there are there are different kind of lens manufacturers and for some lenses they have lots of god rays and the others don't have it so what i want to find out is um yeah is there a problem with product 
production variants. Are there some good lenses or some bad lenses? So I have now eight Reverb G2s here from members wow. of the German community who have um, lent me their device. And yeah, looking into that right now, finding out is there some problems with the lenses or not. Then also, um, well, I have a new graphics card. I have a new GPU, the RDX 3080. Yes. I'm so happy to have it. And uh, what I'm working on right now is um, like a benchmarks, VR benchmarks, really interesting benchmarks for the community, VR benchmarks, playing all the big games, DCS World, um, Aerofly FS2. FST. Yeah, right? <laughs> because of yeah. you, Steve. Because you oh, think I love it's that good. sim so much. Yeah, but this, but this this game is like really so optimized. It runs 90, 90 frames per second. Like that's why yeah. that's Especially why on a 3080, definitely. Yeah, that's why yeah. I have I have uh, made the graphics like ultra and put the um, the multiplayer oh. to one point six to find some problems. So I'm <gasps> um it's fun. It's, it looks so unbelievable in the G2. I'm coming around. As soon yeah. as Come over, man. Something. You are so welcome here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope we're going to get the vaccination soon so we can do these kind of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm doing these benchmarks and you can expect the video sometime next week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely busy with all the VR stuff. But, um, yeah, I must really tell you, I was really glued to the television. This, it was just too crazy what was going on there. So, yeah. Right. It's safer in VR right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. Anyways, that's what I did. So, great. Cool. Yeah, so we have now talked about all of our weeks. And I think now we are all super excited to get to know Tatiana a bit better. Tatiana, are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. So, Tatiana, you are in the United States of America. Right. And yeah. and yeah, cool. Tell us a bit more about um, you and your channel. Tell us a bit more about Disco VR or Discover. How to how to how to say that? You know, I'm so excited to actually get to talk about this because I, I realized I never got to um, share the background of this channel on my channel. So this is going to be a sort of an exclusive for the podcast. Wow. Exclusive wow. here on the Next Dimension <laughs> podcast. Go ahead. Yeah. So a little bit uh, about what brought me to creation of this channel and working on it as I have for the past months is uh, I'm actually a PhD student here in the US and in the field of educational technologies and VR is something that I got sucked into and a little bit addicted. <laughs> yeah, as we a can't part understand that. <laughs> Well, apparently when someone gets addicted, they start a YouTube channel. That's that. That's the pipeline. <laughs> That's to that. true, yeah. <laughs> You're right, right. And, and there are so I have not many started different... a channel about um, adult beverages, but I would be, it would be an amazing channel. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that there are just so many different applications for that. It was a, sort of a little discovery for me. And um, something I'm working on is the use of virtual reality for language learning. And recently, I also started looking at how we can use virtual reality to fight social isolation that was caused by the pandemic. Wow. And that's mostly because, at, you know, virtual reality technologies are developing rapidly, but still they're considered a very uh, narrow niche for the selected few who realize its potential. And it's still widely used for gaming, even though there are so many different applications, but 
if you want to buy one, for many people, it's like just buying a really expensive toy. Um, $300, $400 is, is still the cheapest you can, well, if you don't count like Google Cardboard, but it's a little bit less serious, right? So, so there's a lot of potential out there that is not discovered yet. And uh, one of those things I got me thinking about how people connect in virtual reality now that we are forced to be at home and we are forced to be away from our families and friends. And this is something that I got interested in. And this one of the you know branches that my research goes is looking how virtual reality can be used to target and deal with social isolation uh, and also mental health. So wow, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's right on point, isn't it? Actually, you know, that's, that's it's a real sort of uh, I think VR right now could really help in that sector without a doubt more more actually than it is already. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I have so much hope for that because it's becoming better. It's becoming cheaper. And you can only expect it to get more and more accessible for people. And uh, there's just so much potential. I'm, I'm excited about this research. But, <laughs> but uh, my channel is not about research. <laughs> In fact, with, with this whole pandemic, I found myself working so much more than I thought I would. And at some point I realized that I'm getting overwhelmed with academia and I, I needed an outlet. And I found this new passion for virtual reality. And I thought that this would be my safe and fun harbor where I could still talk about something I'm passionate about, but at the same time it would be detached from the serious academic world and be a more of a relaxed and fun way to, to talk about it and to share it with other people. And that's how the channel was born. And uh, it's called, so initially my idea was that it would be Discover because I always found, I constantly found myself discovering these new things you can do. And that was just a little, honestly, the first idea that I had for the name of the channel. And I found that people were constantly calling it Disco VR. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> hey, Disco VR. <laughs> And I thought, you know, I didn't correct anybody. I thought it was actually pretty cool. And I just went with it. And I think that I like the name now. Um, as of now, I think that both uh, pronunciations are correct. I'm not going to limit anybody, say it's right or wrong. It's you can discover this VR. Cool. And that's, that is it. Very cool. That's amazing. So, yeah, depending on what you're talking about on the channel, it can be could be discover if you have some new kind of discovery about VR, or if you have some fun thing. Hey, welcome to Disco VR. Exactly. <laughs> Parte. Yes. That's amazing. That's that's, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> cool. Yeah, amazing. So you are a PhD student, and your research is even about VR. So you're going to write your um, doctor thesis about VR. That's correct. I'm an How lucky are cool. you? I also want to do that. Ah, hey, come join my yeah, team. I want, I want to be Dr. Ang. Come on. I'm talking about VR since four years. I deserve yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been an educator in the past and I've been teaching languages for all as long as I remember. Wow. And so I decided to combine it with my newly discovered passion for virtual reality. So my dissertation will be on the um, uh, language learning, how we can apply this new technology for teaching and learning VR. And not necessarily as a space, you know, as a, not, not just as a 3D classroom for remote learning, but with the actual apps and games that can uh, maybe simulate the real conversations with a native speaker. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing several 
works in that direction. The first of them is I'm looking at what has already been done. And I'm going to tell you right now, not a lot. <laughs> really not a lot. I guess, has been yeah. Done Your literature and, review be quite small, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, yeah, I am doing this comprehensive literature review and it's it's significantly less uh, is out there than I thought. But it's also a good thing because it's easy to identify the gaps, what needs to be done, and then I will do it based on these gaps. So oh, this is wow. very exciting. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I've um, talked with you already before the show and I told you that I also taught... Mm -hmm. In VR, yeah. just to try it out, right? I gave some Chinese lesson in a virtual classroom in Rec Room, and it was yeah. amazing. It felt so real. It just felt like being in a classroom with all these students from all over the world and teaching them a language. And it's just fantastic, especially probably now in times of the pandemic, right, where you can't really meet in a classroom. This is fantastic. So super, super exciting research. It's so amazing what you are doing because imagine how many students have to travel to, let's say, America, right, to the country with, to be surrounded by native speakers because it's proven that this is how you learn language best when you're surrounded by it. And then VR just opened this opportunity to be in a class with uh, all these native speakers and practice it without leaving your house, without spending the money to, uh, to spend semesters abroad, which is, I, I still think it's a great idea to do it, right, for the cultural experience. But for those who can't afford it, this is just astonishing how how this technology and um, has, you know, the opportunities it has given us. It's so cool. It's it's just an amazing technology. Uh, we obviously all love it. We wouldn't be on, on this podcast if we wouldn't. So, um, Tatiana, tell us a bit more about your first steps into virtual reality. When did you first try it out um, for the first time? And how was it? Did you directly know, okay, wow, you know what, that's going to be the future? Or what, what was your first um, impression? Hmm. Um, the first experience with virtual reality I had was when I bought Samsung Gear. Okay. And yes. that was this little device where I would put my uh, old Samsung S7, I think. Uh -huh. It was Samsung S7. And I was just really curious because I've, I've heard about it. I wanted to try it and I found it for really cheap on Amazon. I thought, why not? Um, I was impressed for the first 10 minutes and then I got sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then you got sick. Yes. Yes, okay. The, the quality wasn't very good. Back then I tried to watch some 360 videos and for some reason they were ex extremely pixelated. And maybe because it wasn't as interactive, you couldn't really uh, move around uh, or use controllers. I wasn't that ex impressed back then, but I think it was about four years ago. And then right. I gave it a try again with Quest 1, and it was love at first sight. <laughs> and that's when I said, yes, yes, this is it. This is the best thing, the most impressive thing that I probably have seen in a very long time. And it's very, very hard it, it, to, to get so impressed by technology nowadays because I think we grew so spoiled with all these technological developments. You know, we have iPhones coming out every year. We have super fast computers and video games with, photo, with uh, photorealistic graphics. And it's kind of getting to the point where we don't even notice how amazing things have become uh, because they're sort of in the same medium. But what excites me about virtual reality is that is this whole new medium of technological development that really uh, there's nothing like it. 
And right. in this modern era, it's extremely difficult to be that impressed with technology. And uh, this is what VR has achieved, at least in my case. And, um, you know, really, the VR technology was, I think, the first head-mounted device was uh, introduced in, like, 1961. And if you think about it, yeah, it sounds like a really long time ago, uh, but not really. <laughs> the progress that this technology has made in all these years is so shocking. You put this VR device and you can do anything. You can be anywhere, play sports, work out, shoot zombies or aliens or play board games with your friends. It's just unbelievable. And I, I don't think that we will see anything of this grade of uh, uh, surprise or impression, something that will impress us this much anytime soon. And with all of this, we're, VR still is considered on its initial stages of development. Right. So I think this is what, you know, excites me most about it. Wow. You know, Very well you're said. So, you're so right, because you're like, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, you, you, uh, you know, uh, invite friends or family over and you, you know, you give them the VR headset and just their, their reaction to it is absolutely one that they'll remember forever. I, I remember the very first time I tried VR, where I was, you know, what I was doing. It's kind of that tangible connection, like you just don't get, and I know it's stitching your memory like something else. And it's yeah, it's incredible. So I totally agree. I think virtual reality, even though it's in its infancy, it's 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 a big deal. And I think people need to realise that this is it's not going to get much better than this in terms of the technology and how we're actually be able to, you know, just experience this together. It's incredible. They will yeah. realize it. They will realize it once they try it. And I think at this moment in time, that's still the big hurdle, right? Okay, it's it's getting so cheap now, $299. But if you don't really need it, why would you spend $300, right? It's, it's uh, still something that you don't need. Like a smartphone, it has so many... Um, things that you can do on it that are really like useful, right? You can, I don't know, do all, you can connect with all your friends, you can buy stocks, you can do whatever you want. And we have not reached that, that point yet with VR that you need to buy this in order to do all these amazing things. So at the moment, we're still, yeah, at the very beginning of this, and it's still mm -hmm. going to take some time, I believe, until like really everyone has it. We still need Apple to come in and give us this VR AR device. Yeah, the people are going yeah. to put on. Uh, but yeah, but we're going to get there. But I totally agree. This is like a such a huge thing. It's a it's a huge paradigm shift for us. This whole spatial computing, and it's super amazing. Yeah, you, you've said you've said it so well, Tatiana. It's just so fantastic. But but you're right. It's still for most of the people. It's still an expensive toy. It's not right. something you need. Yeah. It's something you want to try. And honestly, yeah, that's that's why I bought my VR set. I I wanted the toy. I wanted to see what it can yeah. do. Uh, but I think that's also the problem because if it's not getting that much attention, that means that people have or researchers and the, the, like developers they have uh, fewer resources to actually explore what else can be done. For example, when I was talking to my uh, friend about how you know maybe you can maybe you can use it to to socially connect and to have this different level of connection and uh, interaction especially when we can't really be in public so much and the response was well why is it different from zoom why can't we just connect from skype that's the same thing right and without trying it you can't really explain that right. you can have these <laughs> shared experiences and not just a chat with a computer screen. You actually share these experiences together. You can bowl, you can watch movies and, and all of that. And it's hard to 
explain and describe without actually, you know, being able to to, to show it. And totally agreed. I think it's like um, trying to explain how amazing video is over a radio station. Like you can't do it. You have you have to really check it out for but yourself. That's such a great comparison. Uh, <laughs> I love the, but at the moment, it, it can work. Tony, what do you think? Uh, when, when is VR going to be like the, the mainstream <clears> thing, like the thing that we're all using? Or do you think probably that AR is going to be the big thing that makes it come true? Well, one of the things that she was talking about, like there, there's a couple of things I can talk about relating to what she was just talking about is like learning a language. What I think would be incredible in learning a language is they do always talk about how you want to get immersed in that culture. So like if you're trying to learn Mandarin, you want to like live in China for a couple of years. But how do people do that? Or It's Taiwan. not easy, right? But if we could have... Um, VR worlds where we create like an entire little miniature world where you're going to a grocery store in China and everything is in Chinese, all, all the people there, like, but it's, it's interactive. And so you're Love like going here. to a grocery store, you're going here, you're going there and you get to really experience even though you're still here in the USA. So I think that'll be incredible for language learning. And then in terms of like, um, people being isolated and how somebody says, well, what's the difference between that and a Zoom call? I actually kind of agree with their point, but I think in the future, I do believe that the Facebook avatars, where we start having very realistic looking um, little interactive people, and it's like somebody sitting right there, you know, they're, they're right there and you can see them in 3D space, They're occupying space. If you walk by them, you actually kind of get out of their way physically because they feel like they're occupying space. I think that's where it becomes a lot more real. Like a lot of people are doing dating, you know, online dating because of the pandemic and stuff. So they use these little dating services. Imagine when that goes to VR, because then for people that are doing it, like you actually get to see like, How tall is this person? You know, the, the dimensions of them. How do they stand? How do they sit? They're, they're so... If it's the real language, avatar. Yeah, yeah. And not our some supermodel avatar. <laughs> <laughs> but but the um, our body language is like 70% of communication, right? It's like 30% verbal and 70% body language. So like all of that is going to be expressed in VR when we have these much more advanced avatars and stuff like that, I believe. And, and full body tracking. I agree. That will be very special. But talking about like a Zoom call and meeting each other in VR, like I can tell you guys in business, it makes a whole lot of difference. If I think about being in a virtual meeting room and I, I do these things um, with with like seven other people and really having the feel, feeling of being in that room together and being able to look at someone and talking with that someone, it's totally different than having eight little video screens on your computer and, and looking at them. It's a totally different feeling and it has so many great applications and it's way better than that Zoom call. And yeah, as soon as more people have access to this and have tried it, they will feel how much better it is. So it's a huge, huge difference. And yeah, it's going to be all over the place. It's a big paradigm shift. Um, it's, it's about memory as well, isn't it? You know, your, your memory is... Uh, also, yeah. You, it's yeah, a like, totally feeling. It's a different feeling. 
it's funny, like even just with games or Sims, there's plenty of games and Sims I've played over the years that I've just totally forgotten about. But there's certain moments in VR that I remember now. And it's just because of that sort of connection of and the interaction, especially like when you're with someone, and you're talking and you're having a conversation. I've been done a few sort of uh, meetings as well in VR just recently, actually, and just started doing it. And it's it's quite incredible. There's sort of just the idiosyncratic kind of way that we talk and interact it's, it's all lost, isn't it, on a screen? But you're there with that person and you remember it afterwards. I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the future. It's got to be, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we Surely. wouldn't be on that podcast if we wouldn't think so. <laughs> so, Tatiana, tell me a bit more about what you enjoy doing in virtual reality. So you got the Quest 1 and also the Quest 2, right? So you got them both? Uh, well, actually, I did manage to return my first Quest. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good, yeah. I, I really, when I got into that, I really wanted to try it. I didn't even want to wait. I tried it. And then I still got into the window when I could, um, you know. Yeah, give it back. <laughs> exchange, sort of uh -huh. like exchange it for the newer one. So I kind of did wish I had one because that means my fiance would be playing some play games together. But I think we will just get one when the time comes. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, with, with games, I... Uh, Okay, so I do have an opinion on VR games somewhat. Uh, like I said, I, I do think that there is this novelty factor, this novelty effect that the VR brings you because of how, you know, how different the interaction with the world is when you compare it with a play, uh, uh, PlayStation or computer games. And I play those too. But with VR, it's different because I, I really like uh, the games that um, make use of these affordances that, this technology uh, has compared to uh, PlayStation or a computer that you can do in there. For example, if you talk about shooters, now I, I appreciate a good sh first person shooter. I think that they're fun and I think that they're also very uh, satisfying to play. Uh, but I, I also think that uh, when you think about the gameplay of shooters, it's very few new things are actually introduced in them when you play them in VR. It's still pretty much the same thing. Just the perspective, the camera perspective is a bit... Just that you're inside the thing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. in there. Yeah. But it's pretty much, you know, the same. Yeah. I, I might, Killing people. I'm not the expert in... I, there probably will be people who say I'm wrong, but it does look like, the uh, for the majority of it, the gameplay is very similar. Okay. And what fascinates me in VR is how, you know, we can use... Uh, the functionality that was previously unattainable. And that's the kind of games that I like uh, playing. So oh, cool. obviously there is Beat Saber. I yeah. mean, it's a whole different level of you moving and, and uh, using your uh, spatial navigation there. Uh, but uh, I also appreciate adventure puzzle games like Moss and Down the Rabbit Hole because you can do things there that you, you couldn't otherwise in, in a computer game. So just looking around and solve the puzzles where you are not actually the main character in the game. You're like this all-knowing god and you control the things. <laughs> so I really like that. I also like Super Hot because I also think it has a very unique gameplay in there. Right. So uh, yeah, so far as that, I'm, um, uh, I like Climb. I'm looking forward to Climb 2 as well. And uh, I think there was, uh, we will be talking about the upcoming games, but there's right. uh, Ion Ionia. <laughs> Rhythm of the Universe. I'm oh yeah, that looks pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah cool. Do you mean to you appreciate a game that can kind of like try and push a boundary that VR is unable to achieve in sort of mainstream games and sort of is that what you mean? Sort of. To, That's right. Yeah. 
because for me, VR is not just a substitute for a PC game. I appreciate my PlayStation PC games. I love them. I still play them even though I have VR. I didn't just give up on them because, oh, look, I can play Skyrim in uh, VR now. So who needs the, uh, the PlayStation version now? I, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you said it in a very descriptive way that it really does push the boundaries and something that hasn't been achieved before can be achieved now in this virtual reality and I really appreciate that. That's so cool. So Tatiana, I looked at your channel before before the show and I think it's a really amazing channel. You're like putting like lots of work into it. it it's simply it, it's uh, simply amazing to know that you're just doing it for fun next to your PhD studies and I know PhD <laughs> studies are like a really like um, taxing, right? It's not easy to do this kind of thing. So um, yeah, how much time do you put into the channel? Oh, you know, I put much more time than I initially thought I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. At the same time, I know it's not enough. <laughs> knowing now that there are expectations, knowing now that the more I create these videos, the more ideas pop up in my head and I want to do this and this and that. And uh, I try to deliver them at the high quality and not just for the quantity of the videos. And that's why I don't have as many videos as... Uh, Uh, the channels of this similar size to mine because I really try to put in effort to build on the quality of the content I put there. So if my subscribers are patient with me, <laughs> you will get the <laughs> high quality content and I will, um, well, let's say it is hard with the PhD studies, um, try to juggle these different things at once. And uh, right now I'm still working on setting up the priorities on how much time I can afford to spend working on uh, all of these um, um, involvements that I have in my life. But yeah, it is it is extremely time consuming, but nevertheless, this is one of the most fun things that I have been engaged in in years. And I am definitely going to continue doing this for as, as, you know, for as long as I have this passion, which I don't see going away anywhere, anytime. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. And you made it now. You're on the Next Dimension podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is amazing. Okay, cool. Tatiana, so nice to understand a bit more about you, to get to know you, to have you here on the podcast. It's really it's uh, fantastic, and we're so happy to have you here. Wow, so, so, much so for inviting so um, for all of you guys who are out there and who have not yet subscribed to any of us, to Tatiana's channel or to Anthony's channels or to Steve's channel, the links are all down in the description of this video. And you should absolutely subscribe to all of these amazing people because they have amazing channels and I really enjoy each of them. And um, yeah, it's really, really great to have so many good channels. And yeah, Tatiana, your channel is really fantastic. And I'm, I'm glad I found it. And I'm glad I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, I'm glad you found me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Great. Um, and, um, you know, another thing that is very cool to have also more women in virtual reality, because there's not I on my channel, for example, um, if I look at how, how uh, what is um, how many um, men and how many women watch my channel, I have like 98% of men watching my channel. That is crazy. Wow. I'm going to check mine that now. Is, that is so <laughs> crazy. It's, it's so skewed into this male direction, right? And uh, I think 
it would be way better if there would be more women in virtual reality and talking about it and telling the telling the world how exciting it is. And I'm so happy that people oh, wow. like like you or, or Cass and Cherry, for example, the other great channel, mm -hmm. like talk about mm -hmm. virtual reality. So, um, um, what what do you think about about that? About women in VR? Is it like uh, women in general are not so excited about this technology, or why do you think is that that we don't hear so many women in VR? Oh, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting question. It's a very good question. And I'm so glad that you told me your percentage because I thought that is just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just men watching your channel. How come is that? <laughs> mine's 99%, yeah. so mine's even worse. Oh, oh God, so yeah, you're a sim guy. It's, it's even worse. That's, that's true, I suppose, yeah. yeah. But, yeah so but it's, your percentage it's, is also like this, Tatiana, what? It's yeah, it's very similar to that. I haven't checked lately, but it's really the male-dominated kind of field. And it goes not just for VR; it goes for gaming channels as well, right? Yeah. Um, we we do see this tendency of male YouTubers uh, focusing on gaming and uh, um, uh, technology uh, on YouTube more than women. And I really I couldn't speak for all women. <laughs> Um, I don't think I have that authority to, you know, cover that and sure. provide the opinion for all the women on YouTube. But I can only say that I'm um, um, moving <laughs> for the change. That's why I have started the channel, because I thought that I have something to say and I have some perspectives that might be different from, uh, you know, the colleagues and other YouTubers that would have a different one. I don't know if that would be related to gender. I don't really like thinking that way. I just think that me as a person and my experiences can bring something new to this field. And that's and that's what I'm doing. And I do hope that there will be more, a little bit more equal distribution in the uh, gender in the future. That would be really good. That would be fantastic. Tatiana, I'm so sure that your channel is going to go to blow up like crazy. So when you reach um, your first million subscribers, think about uh, MRTV, Sebastian, right? <laughs> so yeah, that would be amazing. Send some of your subscribers over to me then later. That would be great. Yeah, I will <laughs> never forget this podcast. <laughs> okay, great. Perfect. Yeah, all right. I think now we know you better, Tatiana. That was amazing. Thank you so much for being here on the Next Dimension podcast. And I hope that you're going to enjoy it. All right. So now, now that we know all of us better and hopefully all of you people out there have subscribed to all of our channels again the link down in the description hope you're going to get some uh, new subscribers today Tatiana and um, Anthony and Steve and me perhaps <laughs> so <laughs> would be great for that and now let's get to the main topic of today and we're going to look at the most exciting games that are coming out in 2021. And again, the Next Dimension podcast is kind of special in that we want you to also tell us a bit more about what you want, uh, what you're looking forward to. So again, please cast your vote. The link is down in the description of this video. Simply click on the link and then you can choose the game that you're looking forward to the most. And at the end of this today's podcast, I'm going to yeah read out um, yeah, which game you enjoy most. But now I'm going to give it over to Anthony because Anthony has an amazing website which is called vrgamerankings.com and Anthony, you are really into all the games. You love VR gaming and you really are so knowledgeable about all the games that are coming out. So I want to give it to you now 
Tell us about which games should we be talking right now? Okay, yeah. So um, for 2021, it's going to be kind of interesting what's going on because um, just kind of a quick little overview is in the VR gaming world, we're going through a weird little transitional period right now where it seems like a lot of the biggest PC VR games that we've been having over the last several years are kind of starting to die off a little bit and it's more quest centric. Um, so there's a little bit of weirdness that's going on, but we still got a lot of great games that are coming to PC VR. We've got some great games coming to PlayStation VR and we've got great games coming to the quest as well. So there's plenty of content for everybody that's going to be coming in 2021. I think if we were to talk about what is the single most wanted VR game right now, it actually might be a PlayStation VR game. Hitman 3, which is coming out this January 20th, probably the single biggest game. In fact, they just released a recent gameplay trailer. I'm showing it right now. I'm showing it right now. Okay, yeah. Looks incredible. I mean, the graphics are fantastic. Uh, the level of interactivity looks to be like a really high level. Like a lot of times we think about PlayStation VR and we kind of think of it as a second class citizen because the motion controllers are kind of an afterthought, weren't really designed for the system. And it's kind of like Sony just scrapped some VR stuff together and we're happy with what they got, but it's not like high-end VR. But the developer of this game, IO Interactive, they are not thinking about any of that. They're really trying to push VR in a major way. Lots of interactivity. I, I mentioned before, you know, how awesome would it be to like experience a, a VR world where you're walking around in crowds. Um, and, and that's what you're going to be doing here in Hitman 3. It looks pretty incredible. Um, Steve, uh, do you know too much? Do, do you know much of anything about Hitman 3? I'm assuming you might not have a PlayStation VR would a game that's this incredible almost tempt you to go down that road? Or what, it's what kind do you of think? Uh, yeah, it's actually quite timely that I've bought a Quest Two actually, because uh, <laughs> you know I'm actually just looking at the train. I've I've seen this before, and uh, it does look spectacular actually. And uh, just the thought actually of being able to put the Quest on and play this at its sort of intended resolution and frame rate does actually excite me very much. And uh, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be one of them that I think I'll probably definitely pick up. Um, I, yeah, it just looks the kind of thing I would like to play. It looks very... I think one thing that needs to happen in VR this year is just to have bigger environments, more sort of ways of being able to approach you know, a game or approach a situation the way you want to. You know, it's, it's quite scripted in VR. And a lot of that is just down to the limitations of it, really. You know, right. uh, But I think... I don't know. Looking at that, it does look like it could actually be an interesting one. But this game, you won't be able to play on your Quest Two. This game is a oh, PlayStation. Sorry. This game is a PlayStation <laughs> VR <Sorry>. one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a great shame. At I mean, least not yeah. right now. You won't. Maybe a year from now you sorry. will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also, yeah. Anthony, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that also Hitman Three, it has not been ported. It actually developed for the PlayStation VR. Is that right? Yeah, and, and also, in addition to being able to play Hitman 3 in VR, you can actually play all the other Hitman games in VR if you get Hitman 3. So it's kind of crazy, because basically they've converted this engine 
to VR. And then they've been able to take all the previous Hitman games and basically adapt those engines to VR and, and do some extra little work there. So it really is a huge um, amount of content that you could potentially play in VR when this comes out on January 20th, which, by the way, that's like 11 days away. This thing ain't far away at all. This is coming really soon. But, Sebastian, I want to ask you a question about it because okay. PlayStation VR is kind of like an afterthought right now. You know, a lot of us have kind of forgotten about PlayStation VR a little bit. We still like it, but it just seems like it's kind of like in a lull or it's almost like like it's taking a breather and it's not really trying very hard right now. Um, but, but then we have this really huge game. So how do you think that's going to work out in terms of like, are people going to get re-excited about PlayStation VR? Or is it just going to be a temporary little thing for like a week or two? So I totally agree with you, Anthony. I think um, Sony didn't do a great job of keeping people excited about the PlayStation, right? So last year, we were all hoping to hear about the PlayStation VR 2 when the PlayStation 5 came out, but we didn't hear anything. And there wasn't even word about it coming out in this year or... Yeah, we don't know. So I think um, Sony didn't do a great job with that. However, I still think that it's a great idea to get a PlayStation VR the, the the old version, right? It's it's already like um, three or four years old. It's not new, but it's still so much fun because there's still games that you cannot play anywhere else, like Resident Evil 7. Okay, I have never played it because I cannot do horror games <laughs> in VR. I'm too afraid. Iron Man. Yeah, I I, Iron, Iron Man. Man Iron Man, for example, as well. It's, it's a really nice game. And um, yeah, and there's another game, or like Astrobot. It's like fantastic fantastic games that, that's still fun even though the headset is quite old but it still is fun to play these games and it's and it's like games that you cannot play anywhere else also another game that is breathing life into the playstation vr is dreams you know dreams is that kind of um, game where you can make games. It's not a game, actually. It's more like a development tool where you can make games, you can make songs, you can, you can be completely creative. And the whole community is putting in so much effort to make new experiences. So basically, every single day, if you bought Dreams, and it's, I think it costs like $20 or $30, it's very cheap, you can have some new experience in virtual reality. And there are amazing things that you can find. So just with dreams, you could, you could play that forever in VR. So I, I still wouldn't say that uh, PlayStation VR is an afterthought, even though Sony clearly treats it like an afterthought. But now with Hitman 3, I must say I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. But I must also tell you that... Even though I'm a gamer since the Atari VCS 2600, yeah, I'm that old, <laughs> um, I, I love video games, but I have never played a Hitman game, so it's going to be very interesting for me. Anthony, did you play a Hitman game before? No, I actually <laughs> well, have I've Nobody never played, played it. Yeah. I've oh, never played a Hitman yeah. game before, but you know what? Tatiana did? I did a little bit, the very first one on the PC, and it's okay. it was very interesting. I I wasn't, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I was watching my brother play it. I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it was a really fun stealth game, and I asked Anthony about whether you whether it's ported or it was developed for PlayStation VR because yeah. I don't know. I think that 
many games can be ported really well, but sometimes it just doesn't work perfectly. And I was really curious how this stealth um, style of a game would translate into VR in the case of Hitman, uh, because it has a really interesting gameplay. And I wanted to, I, I, I probably would be even more excited if I knew that it's uh, developed just for this uh, uh, for console and and not just uh, like with the, like with the previous versions like you said you can play them in VR now because they modify the engine. I'm not sure how that will work. I'm I'm a little bit uh, skeptical about that, but but we will see how the third one goes. Yeah, I think I think in general it sounds so interesting that you have um, yeah you have to kill someone obviously right that's about the hitman that's about yeah. what hitman is about but you have like you're completely free in how you solve that mission right and yeah, we need more yeah, that it, in VR it, yeah we, we need even more killing in VR <laughs> 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 maybe not killing but yeah. it's, it's strategy <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're going to be able to rececreate in this game is like sneaking into the capital. You're going to learn oh, yeah. how to oh, sneak wow. into oh, the capital. That's uh, probably not everyone wants to do that. Yeah, some people want you to, have, we've seen. Yeah. You have to do it in a way that nobody <laughs> will see. You see, it's the yeah. opposite of your typical first-person shooter where you do yeah. as much noise as you can. Right. So you try to you know, remain You might struggle with this one, Sebastian, because uh, you like, you know, Action, yeah, it, all in straight away. I, I just wanted to say, like, my patience <laughs> is not really great, right? So normally for these sneaking games, I like ah, I'm shooting anyone, <laughs> I'm shooting them all. So yeah. like the Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy it so much uh, because I was always hiding in in some kind of things, and uh, I'm not patient. You know, I, I want a weapon and I want I want to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> what does this say about me? Oh my god! In VR, in VR, in VR. Yeah, no worries. I'm not going to storm any parliaments here, so I'm totally fine. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm I'm really looking forward to that game, to to Hitman Three, and uh, I will definitely stream it and show it on my channel. So that's something that I'm going to do. I completely forgot about PlayStation VR, and that's why I just automatically thought you meant the Quest. I wasn't yeah. listening. Right. But I, I just I just forget that they are actually doing VR still, aren't they? Yeah. I forgot it is. Are it they? I don't know. <laughs> Not for much longer. Well, clearly they are, but I don't know. It seems a bit strange to me. Right, Tony. Do you still, uh, Anthony? Do you still have a uh, PSVR? Yeah. I, it, okay. The thing is, I dust it off like once a quarter, basically. So like four times a year, it's like okay. Like when Paper Beast came out, I was a huge. I love Paper Beast. Before it came to to uh, PC. It was PlayStation VR exclusive, and I really enjoyed it. But before that game came out, my like when Paper Beast came out, everything was all dusty. I hadn't used it in months, and so I had to dust everything off. But um, one other thing I wanted to mention is those of you out there that have a PlayStation 4 that's like in some other room of your house that maybe you're not even using anymore, the nice thing about PlayStation VR is if you check your like Craigslist or like Facebook Marketplace or whatever, sometimes there's people selling a used PlayStation VR for like a hundred bucks. And if you've already wow. got a PlayStation 4, now you could be playing uh, Astrobot and Wipeout and Resident Evil 7 and Blood and Truth. There's Firewall. lots of great games yeah, that great are games. still there. Great games. It's a great introduction, isn't it, to VR, especially if you, you know, you haven't got 
a lot of money and you, you never you know you're new to it it'd be a perfect introduction if you can get something for that cheap exactly Absolutely. especially if you have a playstation 4 or playstation 4 pro like lots of people have a playstation 4 right like millions of people and then if you can pick up like a playstation vr four hundred dollars or something absolutely do that i can just encourage you to do it it's fantastic it's really fun and um yeah steve you I should I totally get one. <laughs> oh, no, I just realized, actually. I haven't had that much luck, actually, <laughs> with finding a cheap one because I would assume that they would sell it with controllers and so Got many it. of them okay. don't. Okay, you're right, you're and right. And like, no, I'm not playing it using a PS4 controller. That's just not the same. And yeah, then right. It's, but it's for, for, for some games, actually, it's okay. Like for Astrobot, like for these mm -hmm. games... Like Resident Evil 7, Paper right. Beast. Yeah, Paper they Beast, all control um, only. The Persistence. So there are some games that are even great just with the controller. I've so, just realized, like, the Quest 2 is my first console since having a Sega Master System when I was about five. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. I also <laughs> had a Sega Master System. It's a console, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was. I love yeah. the Sega Master System. Yeah, I'm, was... just not, I'm not a console guy at all. I've always been a PC guy. And, yeah, the Quest 2 literally is my first sort of console vr thing which right. is kind of cool i just realized that it's fun oh, yeah. it's cool thing. great <laughs> yeah so um yeah anthony you're going to play hitman 3 for sure right oh wow Excellent. yeah uh, definitely um i mean it's it's time to dust off the old playstation vr and see what that's like now a real big question though is after this game does come out this is like the only really, really big game that is on like the PlayStation most wanted charts. Like after this, I mean, there's there's some other games, but this is like the big one. Right. So when this game comes out, there might be a little bit of pressure on Sony to announce some game that's coming. Because because so, right now, if you go to VRGameRankings.com, we have a top 40 most wanted for PlayStation VR. And in that entire 40 games... There isn't a single game that is being developed by Sony or one of their like first one of their second party studios. <sighs> wait, wait, Not wait. This one. there might be one. There might be one because Which this, one? this yeah, I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> the studio <laughs> the studio that made um Farpoint, they have announced that there's something coming up. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know exactly <laughs> what it's going to be. Is it going to be like a uh, Farpoint 2? That would be my hope because Farpoint with the aim controller is still one of my favorite VR experiences. It's amazing. So guys, get the PlayStation VR, get the aim controller, get Farpoint. You're going to have a hell of a time. Right, Tony? Anthony? Tony Absolutely, Anthony. yeah. You could buy a used PlayStation <laughs> VR and then just get a used aim controller. Yeah, you're yeah, good to go. Yeah, you you're going to have such a great time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to have such a great time. Cool, cool. Anthony, tell us about the next game that we should be looking forward to in 2021. Okay, so after Hitman 3, I would say the next biggest game that is out there is, well, there's there's two of them really. But let's talk about Lone Echo 2 for a minute here because Lone Echo 2 is being developed by Ready at Dawn. And they, of course, had Lone Echo 1, Echo Arena, Echo Combat, then they brought Echo VR over to the Oculus Quest, then Ready at Dawn got purchased by Oculus and Facebook. So now they are 100% owned by Facebook, and Lone Echo 2 was in development. It was well in development on PC VR 
We haven't heard a lot about it. It was supposed to come out last year. It got delayed into this year. We still don't have any kind of release date or even like a release window. We think it's going to be early this year. Um, now, Sebastian, I know that you have your own doubts <laughs> as to whether or not this game is ever going to see the light of day on the yeah. Oculus Rift Store. What, what do you think about that? I really have big doubts, and I truly believe that it would be strange for this game, this amazing huge game, what we we all believe it's going to be amazing and huge to come out on the Rift store because Facebook has killed the Rift. They have not yet killed the Rift store. Of course, it doesn't make sense, right? Because there's still people who have the Rift S. But wouldn't it make wouldn't make it wouldn't it make so much more sense if Lone Echo 2 was a Quest 2 exclusive? Because well, they're putting out everything on the Quest 2, right? Everything they have killed the Rift S. So wouldn't it make so much sense to say, you know what, guys, we can make this a Quest 2 game, like a real Quest 2 game that makes um, use of that beautiful XR2 chipset, right? That It will look so beautiful. It's not, not able to be played on the Quest 1. It will make more people like abandon their old Quest, right? Get rid of it. Get the <laughs> Quest 2. It would make so much sense. It would be such a huge thing to to make this a quest to exclusive and not bring it out on the Rift store. What do you guys think it's, about this? It's depressing, really, isn't it, to be honest? Yeah, Even though Rift I, I, players, I agree, yeah. it makes total business sense, and they probably will do that. But will it? I thought Lone Echo, the first one, looked amazing. Will, will it look better on the Quest 2? You know, is it, has it got enough power to be able to... You probably know, not. Those graphics. Probably not. I'm not so sure it will. Uh, I think I think it will because it was running on the Rift and Rift S Lone Echo One. It looked great for sure, right? But now with the XR2 chipset, which is actually very close to um, yeah to graphics of like the the Rift S with with the lowest um, GPU settings. Right, it's I, they can make it look, something very beautiful, especially with that beautiful screen of the Quest 2 and that high resolution and that XR2 chipset. I'm mean, just think about like how beautiful Red Matter looks on the Quest. It looks so beautiful. So I believe they can make an amazingly beautiful game on the Quest 2 that is very close to what we see with Lone Echo One. I Don't you think agree? It's completely possible because I don't believe that they were in the dark and they had no clue that the Rift would be dead. I mean, I'm sure yeah, that they had this communication uh, line of communication set up to know what's going to happen before we as consumers do. And yeah, I, I really don't believe they would kill such a um, successful title just because the one of the possible solutions of the console has been cancelled. I, I do think that it makes sense if that happens, yeah. and I think it would be great. I love standalone games. I mean, I tried Link I don't. Cable. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, I, I tried with, with a cable, and it was the first time that I don't have a Rift. I have the Quest 2, and I tried to connect it with the Link Cable, and Oh, it's really not the same. I think I got spoiled with my standalone VR set. Uh, but the virtual desktop helps a lot if you set it up right. Because I have a new graphics card and it's still laggy, even though it's supposedly really good. Which <laughs> GPU are you using? Well, it's not as good as yours. It's 2060. Uh, oh, GTX that's okay. Yeah, okay. Supposedly that should be good enough. Yeah. yeah, well, it says that it's exceeding the 
expected requirements for the game. But I think there are still tweaks that I need to do. I haven't gotten into it. But my point is, it would be great if I don't have to do that. <laughs> I just download a game on my quest and, and go ahead and play it. Right, so let's, right. you know, fingers crossed. It's, it's the hurdles of PC VR. There are so many things that, uh, so many variables for PC VR gaming that can go wrong, right? We see that now with the Reverb G2 where people have different kind of GPUs, different kind of main boards. There's a compatibility issues, right? You don't have that with a standalone. You just buy it. It but works. It's all worth the games it, work. All, yeah, all I know. That, it's <laughs> worth fine. it. I agree. You know, that's why I love tearing Trump's your hair out, and you, you know, you're fed up, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't do this." And then, but when it actually does work, <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, you know, it's just the most amazing experience you'll ever have. But uh, you know, right. it's just CVR. I want it to come back in <laughs> this year. I, I really do. It, well, it hasn't gone away yet, but I'm concerned, properly concerned about it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, RG in chat says, totally disagree. Lone Echo 2 has too much time in PC VR platform development. And I kind of, like, yeah. I kind of agree with this because I feel like they had to have been like 70% of the way through doing Lone Echo 2 on PC. And for them to just throw that whole thing away... No, they're not throwing it away. kind of crazy. I, I don't think they need to throw it away. You know, at, at one point in time, they just knew, guys, Quest 2 is going to come out with a 2 chipset. Put the polygons to that maximum level, and that's it. I don't think it's such a huge step to make that happen. And another thing that speaks for my theory, <laughs> yeah, of this, <laughs> is that... It should have come out already, long time ago, right? It should have been yeah. there already. Why is it not there? The only because they're panicking. They're like, "Well, we yep. can't actually release it now. We've got to now go back and then de-optimize everything for this yeah, quest." It, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. Because if it was just for Rift S, they could have already launched it, I believe. So they need to they need the extra time to make it work well on the Quest Two, and then it's going to come out sometime in this year. And yeah, probably it's going to be a huge bundle, Lone Echo 2, together with the Quest 2 for some kind of um, a new summer of uh, Quest or some whatever they come up with. They're so good, right? We know Facebook is doing such an amazing job of making people buy their stuff, even though they're forcing you to, to log in with your Facebook account. It's, it's unbelievable. So... Yeah. <clears throat> I believe. could be waiting for Quest 3 to be announced. <laughs> yeah, the next year, of course, it's going to happen. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. So, Lone Echo 2, a game that we're all looking forward to. And you know what? Now I want to ask into the chat, I want to ask, who thinks this is going to be a Quest 2 exclusive? Please say yes. Who thinks <laughs> it's not going to be a Quest 2 exclusive? Please say no. So say yes if you think Lone Echo 2 is going to be a Quest 2 exclusive. Say no if you think it's not going to be a Quest 2 exclusive but a Rift Store game. So, yeah, let's see what people will think of it in general. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> it's forward. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Yeah, but lots of yes here. No, some no. Okay. No, the no. nos are rallying. Yeah, no, no the nos are rallying. Oh, oh, oh. it depends on where Can you are. Can there be a third option is I hope not. Jellyfish. What about Lone Echo 1? Lone Echo 1 on the yeah. Quest. Like, if I'm a Quest oh, owner, yeah. right, and I see Lone Echo 2, well, I guess they could go to Link. They just say, use your Link to play Lone Echo 1. But I kind of wanted a Lone Echo 1 port to that XR2. Oh, you know? that would be cool. That would be that amazing. Would be, yeah, yeah that, that's a great idea. 
Anthony. So yeah. Oh yeah, Clay Bomb says something really funny. <laughs> it's going to be a Pimax exclusive. Well, if Pimax can make this happen, <laughs> wow, then that would be something really cool. Yeah, Pimax standalone. Imagine that. That'd oh, be wow. interesting. Who knows what they're doing? Oh, one last <laughs> thing. Yeah. One last thing about Lone Echo Two. If it does come to the Rift Store, what if it's also on Steam the same day, like wow. Medal of Honor? If that happens, then we know Rift Store is dead. Rift Store yeah. is dead because yeah, everything's sure. coming to Steam as well. Oh, wow, That's that would be interesting. Point. But I think that Lone Echo is more of a Facebook thing than Medal of Honor was. You know, well, sure. Medal of Honor they was really like Respawn <laughs> and okay, they worked together with Facebook, right? But Lone Echo 2 is like so Oculus. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. It would be amazing, okay. of course. But yeah, well, if it's... Amazingly bad because you know the Rift <laughs> store is basically dead at that yeah, point. Okay, yeah, do you want right. to go to the number please, three please, biggest banger please, that we're Anthony, interested in? Please, Anthony, tell us. Your okay, game rankings. So this is exciting. This, this is one, the, I think. the next biggest one, Assassin's Creed yes. VR. Wow. Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed VR, which here's the thing. We got this announcement, but we didn't get a platform. So we don't know which platform it's coming to or whether it's coming to both platforms. But it's my personal opinion that if you think about Facebook and you think about Oculus and you think about the Oculus Quest and everything that's happening, it's pretty much obvious that the Oculus Quest 2 is their baby. This is their platform. This is their bread and butter. And Assassin's Creed VR, as far as we knew, it was not in development for like three years or something where they were already done with it. So this is a Quest 2 game, in my opinion. I don't think we're going to see this on the Rift. I'm not, I mean, maybe, maybe later it comes to the Rift, but I think no. the concentration will be making it a Quest game. Um, Sebastian, what do you think? No, that's for sure. I, I believe they already have um, announced it as a Quest game. I don't even think they yeah. said this is going to be on the Rift. I think this is very clearly on Quest... And then the, the interesting part is they also mentioned um, Splinter Cell as well. And like they in the same sentence, basically, like those two games are going to come out. And I believe that's going to be super exciting for VR again, because these are two big IPs, right? Two big gaming IPs. And for a long time, the, the flat gamers, the flat Earth gamers, <laughs> those people, gamers. yeah, yeah, those people, they were saying like, oh, uh, I don't want to go to VR because, well, where's my, uh, where's my Medal of Honor? Where's my, I don't know, Assassin's Creed? Here, here it is. <laughs> it's going to happen, right? So yeah. I think Very actually, true. I think it's great to bring in these IPs to to VR and I believe that's 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 again going to be like a big plus for Facebook again getting more people onto the Quest platform and into VR in general because we do need those those big names. However, I also hope that it's not only the name, right? I hope it's not only the name, but that the games are fantastic, right? We need the games yeah. to be fantastic too and not just some some second grade games which have a big name but don't have a great game behind it just, just imagine the re you know assassin's creed that world in the reverb g2 and then think oh. we're not going to get that no we don't. i feel <laughs> sad yeah i feel sad about that but you have a question now 
but there is so much pressure. I, I have got a question. <laughs> Sorry, go <laughs> on. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very curious how they're going to do it, really, because, uh, yeah, well, let's be honest, they're really expecting to draw a lot of fans of these titles just to get them to use VR, and I think that's a very big reason, and that puts a lot of pressure on the developers because there's these crazy expectations from the fans, and I think that there is also a danger is that if they get disappointed for whatever reason, they might be losing interest in You're VR right. as a technology. Oh. And I'm a little bit like I'm excited, but I'm also a little bit concerned because I think that there will be a lot of gamers out there who will join VR, not for VR, but for the title. And they might get a totally different impression than, you know, someone who is already predisposed to like it. Totally uh, like, agreed. You know, like with it. Much so, like, yeah, yeah Half-Life Alex. Like, there's a massive uproar but, <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah, but only because it was not available for 2D. I think the people who, who got VR for Half-Life Alex, they were blown away. Because not only us VR enthusiasts were blown away, but basically everyone was blown away. So, yeah, I, I think that was one of the few games in 2020 that did not disappoint the hype. Right, so Half of Alex was really fantastic. Yeah, we all agree is, to that. Yes. Is there going to be a 2D Assassin's Creed game as well? On top, is it? Was it just going to be VR and that's it? I oh. think this is a specific VR game. This is like a yeah. separate project. Like that, basically, yeah. Oculus paid for this, so mm -hmm. they did a deal with Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed VR and for Splinter Cell. Now, here's a real question, though. The thing is, okay, we know that the XR2 chipset is pretty capable, but what we don't know is do they really want to separate the platforms like that and say, okay, Assassin's Creed VR only on the Quest 2, that's going to cause a lot of controversy among the... They don't they're, they're care. All, there's Facebook a couple kills. of million people with the Quest 1, though. They're yeah, going to be pissed. Yeah, they, yeah, they are best it's, people. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's business first with Facebook, then it's passion. No, I mean, come on, first. come on, Anthony. They have killed the Rift S without having any second thoughts. You know, they have introduced the Quest 2. And but they, they named, don't say they the named Rift S it. is totally dead. Yep. They just say, we're not selling that headset anymore, but you can still use a link. And, you know, the yeah, PC is yeah. fine as far as yeah, they're yeah. concerned. No, no, it's dead. I they mean, killed it. No, 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 it's dead. Rift is, S is dead in terms of what Facebook is thinking. And also, like, come on, they have introduced the Quest 2 so fast after the Quest 1. So like Tatiana, she bought the Quest 1 and luckily she could still give it back. But Tatiana, you would have probably felt really sad about it when if you would have just been out of the period where you can return the Quest 1, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, uh, and I think that for most people it was a bit unexpected and disappointing. Those who at least haven't been, you know, following closely of the development of what Facebook is planning to do because Quest 1 wasn't cheap. I mean, they didn't have the $300 option, which is still pricey for, for many. And uh, the cheapest was 400 I believe. And I do remember Facebook saying that Quest 1 was sort of like a beta version of their idea, concept of a standalone VR set. And honestly, uh, I, I still think that people who bought Quest 1, it's an outstanding VR set. It is. It's still really good. And uh, I know that, um, you know, people who heard that there's Quest 2 is coming and they can't, you know, they either don't want to sell their Quest 1 or they, they want to keep it. It just gave them another reason to buy another headset for their friends, family, or their, you know... Um, yeah, they gave it to their little uh, brother, the Quest little, One, you know. Yeah, so it kind of gave them a little reason to get another one, which is really good for Facebook. Um, but yeah, I can, I totally don't want to 
downplay the disappointment for the people who uh, like several months later heard that there's a newer one coming up. That, right. that must have been rough. So I Here's, believe... I believe I, I just I have one quick yeah. question though okay. about Assassin's Creed VR before we move on. So we all believe it's going to be for the Quest Two, probably maybe Quest One. Um, but my question is: See, I love the Assassin's Creed franchise. I played like a, the first couple. Of, I mean, they've had a million of them, so I only played the first couple. But I love the first couple of them because the the best thing about it is they transported you. It was like time travel. You know, you're like time traveling to like ancient Rome or to like Egypt or something or to the Revolutionary War or whatever. And and you're like immersed in this world. You're walking down the main city center and all these people are walking by you and you're hearing conversations over here and conversations over there. And you really feel like you're surrounded and you're you're immersed in this world, which is amazing. That's exactly what I want for VR. But then we're doing this on the Quest 2, which does have the XR2 chipset, and it is a more capable product. But at the same time, it still has its limitations. Absolutely. And Steve, Steve, going to you. I don't. Did you play like Assassin's Creed one or two? And do you remember those worlds? And Absolutely. Do you feel like, yeah. I mean, I haven't like played. Those, so, yeah, I haven't played all of them, but I've I've played the last two. And actually, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I've got like 200 hours in that now. And I think part of that franchise is actually, you know, being uh, be able to push your hardware. I know I keep mentioning this on PC, but I mean, like, it's just all about the visual and as atmospheric kind of feeling of of just being in this new world. And I, I I'm really wondering how are they going to, uh, you know, sort of cope with the draw distances of this huge landscape and you say you know there's lots of different things going all around you i think it'll have to be dumbed down a bit and i think that's going to be a problem for for assassin's creed because they're quite a hard following to be honest they're a real sort of uh you know i, I know quite a few people who, who love the whole franchise and it's got to be a proper assassin's creed game and it needs to be 50 hours or something it's got to be crazy long and vr games are just not that are they they're like 10 hours tops and i, I well, got you know it's got to have that content in it right like 50, 50 hours with incredible graphics will be will be hard to make on the quest right because, yes exactly <laughs> well you don't have like wow like unlimited um space but that's, a, that's, that's assassin's creed it's a it's right. a game you spend six months playing or right. you know or, or you know longer it, it can't it can't be anything other than that otherwise i think there'll be a problem right let's see how it goes and let's hope that it's not just going to be the big names right and um that the games will be disappointing like i've heard this warhammer game on the quest it's supposed to be not really amazing. I haven't even played it, I must be honest, because I heard from people who played it who hated it. And um, yeah, so let's hope it's not just the name, but that there is a, like a proper game behind it. Right. Yeah. Anthony, how about you okay, introduce so us to the next, next game? Yeah, okay. So um, another big one that we're looking forward to, and this is a PC VR game. It's also coming to PlayStation VR as well. Um, not coming to the Quest, as far as we know, is After the Fall Ooh. by Vertigo Games. And these guys... Oops, now I have lost Sunshine. the connection. I've lost the connection for a moment there. But now we're, now we're back. back again. We're back. You're back, okay. 
And so Vertigo Games, of course, we know them very well from Arizona Sunshine. And and one of the things we can kind of think about is if you go back to the year 2016 and all the big VR games that we got in that very first year, Arizona Sunshine was one of those games. And if you go into Arizona Sunshine now, it kind of seems outdated. It kind of seems like it's showing its age quite a bit and like games have moved on and and are better than what Arizona Sunshine kind of delivers. And we've been wondering, well, are we going to get an Arizona Sunshine 2? Well, after the fall is kind of Arizona Sunshine 2, but a little bit different. It's like they said, I know what we need. Zombies in the snow. Yeah, let's do that. Let's put zombies in the snow. And so After the Fall is set in a post-apocalyptic Los Angeles, and it's kind of like an ice age is happening, and there's like weird creatures and stuff and kind of zombies and all that. And I think this game looks absolutely incredible. I'm really excited for this one. Um, I can tell you guys, this game is so exciting. I've played it already, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've I've played it already. Um, At Gamescom 2019, when we could still go to these big events, and Vertigo (laughs) Games was there, and they they showed it to, to members of the press, so I had the chance to play it. And the exciting part about this game, about After the Fall, is that it's made as a co-op game. So this is oh, finally. This is <laughs> this is not just um, a single player campaign. This is a full fledged co op game where you play this together, where you are in the snow fighting zombies with a friend. So in that in that demo that I played at Gamescom, actually um, I played it together with one of the guys from Vertigo, and uh, he was playing this game over and over with all the different people from the press. And yeah, it was. Just amazing to be in that beautiful world, and it looked stunning, even like 2019. It looked stunning to be in that world together with your buddy and like talking with him and like together, like um, shooting the zombies and having a great time. So, honestly, from all the games that I played at Gamescom 2019, that was the game that I was most excited about. It looked fantastic. Vertigo has already shown us that they can do zombie games, right? because Arizona Sunshine is still one of the best zombie shooters out there. And now, um, yeah, like like putting it into another atmosphere, like Arizona Sunshine was kind of like hot, the atmosphere. The sun was burning there, right? And now we are in that ice, ice world and um, playing this game together with a friend. I'm so looking forward to that. Is it a when game? is this out? So we're doing yeah, a release, uh, release date. First Did quarter. It's early, early yeah. this year is basically oh, a, wow. a lot of, One of the downsides in the VR gaming world is we don't get a lot of very specific dates and very specific windows. It's kind of like 2021 or early 2021. So that's just kind of what we deal with with VR. Right, right. So um, Tatiana, yeah. Oh, I, are you going to ask I, me something? I, 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 want, I wanted to ask you, is that probably a game that you're interested in? This kind of like um, co-op game where you play together with a friend in VR? You know, I, I'm still yet to try that in VR. I haven't had an opportunity yet to do the co-op because so far I'm the only person Let's do it. I know who no, owns no. VR. Yeah. Let's do it. We can all do <laughs> but, it together. But I, I would love to. I'm, I'm, I'm working on building my tolerance to horror games and uh, um, 
you know, my <laughs> right. what is considered a horror game to me might not be considered a horror <laughs> game to you. <laughs> Wait, this <laughs> so is not a, this is this is not like a spooky game. Okay, like you're shooting zombies, right? But it's not made like they don't want to scare you. You know, there's other games who want to scare you, like real horror games, like um, Resident Evil, but this is more like a zombie Have you game. tried Arizona Sunshine? I, uh, have, I have not, but, oh, but, but I kind of understand, I kind of understand, because it's still more like there are things coming at you and you have to shoot them. Like, uh, I played a Robo Recall, so yeah. it's just a bunch of robots are running at you and you're shooting them. So the only difference is probably there will be zombies, not robots. But <laughs> Sebastian, I kind of have a question for you. Okay. You said that you've already played that. I'm curious because I watched the trailer and I read a little bit about it. But um, in the trailer, it, it shows it um, uh, often from the third person and not the first no, person. No, you're, no, no, no. It's, it's I, totally first yeah, person. But, yeah. But that took away the time from actually showing how, you know, the level of interactivity in the game. So I was curious, is, is it only shooter or does it have some room for like ex uh, exploration, scavenging supplies or like finding places to hide like in this post-apocalyptic world? All the stuff you hate, Sebastian. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> like You're right. You know me, Nori. <laughs> well, I only played like probably like one short sequence, like 15 minutes or something. And in, in that sequence, I was running around uh, through like uh, an old abandoned building And the building, it was like open through all sides. So it was like bombed already. There was like snow. And uh, me and my, my, my friend, we had to go through that building and, and shoot everything that walks. Basically the kind of game that I like. <laughs> and, and, then, and then we got to uh, like a boss fight where we had to fight against like, like a huge zombie, like, like ginormous zombies. Like it was simply epic. So in that 15 minutes, I couldn't tell if there was some kind of tactical thing that you have to find something or hide. So that part was purely action. So I can't tell if there's going to be something like uh, more tactical about supplies. But I believe if you, because the game is made for being played with a friend, I believe there must be some aspect where you have to work together to solve something. Like, uh, for example, that that huge end boss, we had to fight this guy together. I would I would have been um, overpowered if I tried to fight that end boss alone. So we had to co-work on, on killing that end boss. So I think there must be some kind of technical thing where you need to work together. But uh, yeah, we'll... It's, it's so good. Boss. It's so great that co-op is in this game because it's going to be it's going to transform that for me because I, i don't know about you i think the first proper co-op game i played in vr was stormland oh, oh that was a beautiful oh, <laughs> just oh the most incredible yes. game and we i had such a laugh in that game like literally hours and hours and honestly tatiana honestly we've got to get together and play a co-op game because you're right stormland would be great us. yeah because yeah. it's just once you've done that And you see your little buddy beside you, you know, it's a robot or whatever, and uh, we're waving at each other and just do, just <laughs> doing stupid things. It's just like, oh my god, this is amazing! And yeah, here maybe, we go. Come in. Yeah, yeah, maybe because of this whole COVID thing we're going through at the moment, this is the perfect time for co-op games to exist. You're you know? right, and, think, and you know uh, what? It, it it really it feels like you're creating memories with your friend. So I was totally, I was yeah. playing Stormland with another friend from the German VR community and it felt like we are on some kind of holiday together. Yes, like, exactly. It's like, like what? <laughs> no, really. Like there are some beautiful elements of Stormland where, 
where like your surroundings are just beautiful and you just look around and think like oh, wow this is so yeah. beautiful here and i like now thinking back to it it felt like i was there with this friend and yes. we were like exploring it together and we are on a cool adventure together so like co-op games tatiana we need to play some co-op games together well, I think this game will have that element in it, and that yeah. excites me the most. Well, I'm honestly. looking forward to it. Is that yeah. request? No, this not is... right now. Not right now. PlayStation yeah. VR. No, no, it's a... you have to break out your link cable. <laughs> so You're right. PC VR. That's Rift S. Oh, I'm about to sell my Rift S. Maybe I shouldn't do actually. Just no, yet. This is a PC VR game. After the fall, oh, is okay, a PC so VR game. So this would be coming out on Rift Steam. S. I believe here, yeah, right? PlayStation VR two. So just okay. pick up a used one for a hundred bucks. You'll be good to go. Wow! <laughs> so after the fall, I'm so looking forward to it. I believe that's going to be one of the big games in 2021. And yeah, it it should happen quite soon. They said actually it, sh it was supposed to come out uh, last year already, but they said okay, we need some more time, so it's going to come out early 2021. And hey, we are in early 2021, <laughs> so it should happen sometime soon. Hopefully. Anthony, hit us. What's yeah, next? Okay, so another one I can talk about. Now, here's the thing, Sebastian. I don't know if you have like any videos or anything made for this because this is a kind of it's it's a rumor, but it's not really a rumor. Resident Evil 4 VR. Oh, oh no, I don't have it. It's coming here. to Oculus platforms. It is it Oh is, really? This That's was a leak. PC. Yeah, this is a leak. Okay, no, it's going to be Quest. It's going to be Quest because <laughs> everything is Quest at yeah. this point. Quest is the lead platform. So there was a leak. This was, was it in December or November? There was a major leak where basically hackers hacked into Capcom and got all kinds of information. And they got basically all this breakdown of like all these different projects and one of the projects is Resident Evil 4 VR what? for Oculus that is coming in. Eight. Yeah, everybody talked about this I for like two days too. and then everybody forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the thing is, if you go to websites like Upload VR or you go to Road to VR, they're not going to talk about this. And there's a reason why they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to talk about it because if they ever want to get any information from Capcom in the future, okay. this is how you... Got guarantee it. that that will never happen. Now at vrgamerankings.com, we're not worried about that. So vrgamerankings.com, check it out, yeah. please. Resident <laughs> Evil 4 VR is coming this year. Bank oh my on god, it. it's it's, it's a done deal. Wow, that's, that's exciting about it. I actually yeah. also found that out, and I'm like, this is great because I I thought it was pretty fascinating that it's now for Oculus, but it has only ever been done for. Uh, uh, PlayStation. Uh, Resident I Evil think. 4, no, uh, I played it on my GameCube when I was young. Yeah, it was a big GameCube It was a game huge GameCube game. It was, it was like an exclusive for a minute, yeah, I think. Yeah, right? for a moment, for yeah. But, then, yeah, then but later, I think... They, later it came out also for others. <laughs> Sorry. And they did confirm the leak. I think that there was a, either an entry or something that they did confirm that it is indeed in the development. So it's not a gossip at okay. this point anymore, a speculation, but... I think maybe the release date is still. Wow. Yeah. It's still, well, Capcom confirmed that they were hacked, but they haven't confirmed. See, the thing is, yeah. this is, 
The problem is Oculus paid money to Capcom to do this. This was a mercenary, this is a mercenary deal, just like Medal of Honor, just like Assassin's Creed, Splinter Cell VR. It's a mercenary type thing. Oculus goes out and says, hey, we'd really like you to make us a VR game. Here's a big wheelbarrow full of money. What do you think? And then Capcom was like, well, we can take Resident Evil 4 and rework that for VR. And a lot of people are wondering, why Resident Evil 4? Because that's like old graphics. It's like an older game. Why not a more modern game? Why not Works Resident perfect Evil? Works perfect for Quest. Exactly. Right, right, right. Exactly. Okay, that perfect makes sense. That makes sense. However, like Resident Evil 4, I played the game on my GameCube, but... It is it is like um, not first person, right? So it's different from Resident Evil Seven, where Resident, Resident Evil Seven is such a nice first person game, but Resident Evil Four is totally different. But we have seen that this kind of um, third person games can work perfectly in virtual reality, like Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. It is also this kind of like third person game that worked brilliantly in virtual reality. So I believe that this could work out well. What do you guys think? Yeah, and they they could make it a first-person game, or it could right. be third-person. So we don't know yet. But we'll probably find out more about... It was supposedly April is when this is supposedly coming. So if... Now, mm. the thing is, once this leak comes out, sometimes what a company will do is they'll be like, okay, well, now we're not going to put it out in April because we don't want you to think that we really leaked this stuff. So now it's going to come out <laughs> a little bit later. Um, so it might be something like that, but... We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it's kind of a rumor, but also bank on it. It will be there for you. Um, another big one that is kind of not wait, really before, a rumor, Before we but, go there, I would like okay. to ask you, Anthony, is that a game that you would be excited about? Resident Evil 4? Are you like the horror kind of game, kind of guy? Well, I'm excited... I'm not that excited about it, to be honest. But the one aspect I am excited about is like the village, like the early part of Resident Evil 4. I remember playing it and it had kind of this creepy vibe and it was like this old Spanish village that you were in and stuff like that. And I can kind of see that being kind of cool in VR, like exploring that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to have to wait and we'll see trailers for it and then we'll know more about it and then... We'll be either super hyped for it or we won't. So we'll see. Agreed. Okay, so go on. What's the next game, Anthony? Yeah, okay. Another one that this is not a rumor, but you know what? We don't have an exact name for this game, but right now it's under the, the code name Project 4. And this is coming from right. Stress Level Zero, the developer of Boneworks, the developer of Hover Junkers, the developer of Duck Season. And it's called Project 4 because this is their fourth project. And originally, I was at Oculus Connect 6, and this was announced. I was sitting in my seat. You know, uh, Mike Verdu was on stage. And Project 4 was on the background. It was like Stress Level Zero. And everybody was like, what? Stress Level Zero? An exclusive game for the Oculus Quest? So at first we thought this was an Oculus Quest exclusive. But Brandon Jayla, um, the guy that, you know, the main guy at Stress Level Zero, said, no, we're going to try to bring this to every platform possible. But it will probably be a timed exclusive because they showed it at Oculus's thing. Again, mercenaries, wheelbarrows full of money. It's kind of a trend here, right? And um, But yeah, Project 4 looks pretty sweet. All we have is like one screenshot for it. I'm Apparently a... it's 
it's going to have the same i'm just looking literally on what you just said there and it's got the same physics engine as boneworks so that's pretty damn cool straight away uh so i like that and it's got a progressive system as well i like any game really that has depth has you know just it's not just a quick five hour thing and then it's over i think you get more for your money if you can you know forage and look for uh, different hideouts and just play it in a way you want to and i think you know this could be something like that which excites me definitely I must yeah. say I'm very, very excited about this fourth project from Stress Level Zero since I so enjoyed Boneworks. I try, I played the the game, and in the beginning, it's I cool, thought, in the beginning, I thought like, "Wow, that really sucks! It's such a pain in the ass!" Like, like the first <laughs> the first hour or the first two hours, it was like so slow, and it was like this kind of um, super long tutorial where they teach you how the physics worked and it was like strange i didn't enjoy it and and the puzzles were kind of complicated and i couldn't solve them <laughs> yeah i i had to rely on the people who were watching my stream to solve them but <laughs> but but then but then but then when when i got into the game and when it, when it became more like the first person shooter that it actually is like with kind of elements from half life in it wow i loved boneworks and it's Absolutely one of my favorite shooters with some really interesting ideas. And um, wow, I can't wait for Project 4 to have that on the quest, being able to take it everywhere. And uh, yeah, um, wow, I'm but excited. Do you, but do you think that it could have been the pandemic that delayed the release of this game? Because if I remember correctly, in 2019, they told us that we will hear more about this game in 2020, but then we never did. Right. And Basically, all we know now is they are working on it, but we have no idea on what what stage they're at, what has delayed their work, and and whether we will even get the game in 2021. So, right. do you think this could have been because of the pandemic? Could be. Like everything was kind of affected by the pandemic, right? People couldn't meet each other, and well, the workflows had to be changed to accommodate for working at home. So yeah, without a doubt, everybody was affected by this pandemic and it's still, so it could be a reason that we're seeing it later, but it's going to happen. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and uh, wow, I must say I'm really excited about it. And uh, actually now thinking about it, I think I could give Boneworks another go now with my G2 and with the 3080 and uh, just uh, just go delve into that crazy world again with that cool soundtrack that, that sounds a bit like Stranger Things, the TV series, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, yeah. wow, yeah. It's, it's cool. I'm looking forward to that. Anthony, it's is it, is it your kind of game? Yeah, yeah, Boneworks. I love Bone. Like it seems like people either love Boneworks or Agreed. they hate it. Agreed. And I'm Agreed. definitely in the love it camp because for me it was like the vibe of the world. Like here's the beauty of Boneworks. Okay, so you could be in Boneworks. There's a door right in front of you. Right, you can take your elbow and push it against the door and the door just barely moves. Now show me another VR game that does this because oh, I yes, don't know right. of any. Do you know in Half-Life Alex, like I have a whole rant about Half-Life Alex <laughs> and the doors. Half-Life Alex is a great game, but when you open a door in Half-Life Alex, you open it and push it to a certain degree. And then what happens is as you're pushing the door, it, the door like automatically goes, chung, chung, it like takes over. Like the physics of the door 
takes over. Boneworks has world physics. So the physics Agreed. work for the entire world of the game. Half-Life Alex, the physics are for an individual item. They have individual item physics that are all stacked upon each other. And that's why I think Boneworks is a sea change in the way you develop VR games. And like three or four years from now, there's going to be games that are pre-Boneworks and games that are post-Boneworks. We're going to get to a level of interactivity in these worlds where people aren't going to tolerate uh, lackluster inactivity and things being like locked to tables and stuff. Yeah, we talked we about that last episode, exactly. Up, yeah. yeah, in the uh, Medal of Honor. Right. <laughs> yeah, you saw it that. Is, yeah, totally. I think if you're going to be in a VR world and, you know, it's a total... Uh, just crush of, of you know it, it's just it's terrible if you can't pick anything up everything has to be interactive around you i know it's a big ask for a lot of developers but it is a standard now really i think and the beautiful thing about boneworks was also like how you can handle the weapons like you have a weapon in your hand some kind of i don't know some some kind of um, thing to hit people and you can totally change the grip on it and it feels different the and physics the weight yeah the, the weight, weight. Oh. Oh, stress level zero. If you're watching this, well done. We love your game and uh, can't wait for project four. So I, I want to quickly ask into, into the chat. So chat, are you guys looking forward to project four? Please say yes with an exclamation mark if you're looking forward to it and say no. I don't look forward to that at all. So please, <laughs> <laughs> so please, uh, simply let us know a bit um, if you are looking forward to the project four from stress level zero. And um, yeah, I can't wait for this. Obviously, I will directly play it as soon as it's there. And yeah, I can see lots of yeses here in the chat, and people are looking forward to it as well. Wow, yes. Wow. No, there's one guy, Fantas, nineteen eighty six. He's not looking forward to it at all. Okay. He's a Boneworks hater. He's a Boneworks. <laughs> it's okay. We're living in a democracy uh, still. So, yeah, very nice. Just. Yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah cool. Very nice. So, cool. Um, Anthony, is there still something on your list that we could talk yeah, about? Uh, we, yeah, I've got millions of them. But um, you know what? Maybe we should talk about a game. So here's the thing. Virtual reality and cyberpunk you know they go together oh, right this yeah. idea of virtual reality and like cyberpunk worlds and there's there's like seven or eight different cyberpunk games that are all in development right now but wow. one of the most impressive looking ones is lo-fi by iris vr oh yes and yeah lo-fi was originally going to be coming out very late last year It got delayed into uh, early 2021, and the developer, Blair Renaud, he's on Twitter all the time, always updating this game. You can actually go buy an early version of Lo-Fi right now where you can get into the world, you can check it out, you can fly these little air cars and, and walk around on the city streets and stuff. It's so cool. And it's... Yeah, it's straight up Blade Runner, neon everywhere. It's always raining because in Cyberpunk every Blade Runner world, it has. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so amazing. So this is this was actually a Kickstarter campaign, and um, if you have already backed the Kickstarter, you can play the game now. Actually, I did, I did back the Kickstarter campaign, but I haven't played it yet. It's definitely still on my list. And looking at the trailer now, you can see it right now. It it just looks so amazing. Just really, just like you said, everything is neon. It's always dark. Yeah, <laughs> like beautiful. 
The great one for the Samson Odyssey with the OLED panel screen. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, something oh, like yeah. That. You're right. You're right. Um, is that something that you see yourself playing, Steve? Definitely. I'm all for, as I say, big, large environments in VR. The kind of games that, you know, you can really just kind of sink your teeth into and take a long time understanding and getting to know characters. A GTA-style VR where I can you know, walk the streets and just look at the skyline and just kind of you know, see the sort of the atmosphere and walk into a bar, you know, just simulate, I guess, being in my own virtual world properly and, you know, just spending hours and hours just, you know, meeting new people in it. I just think like, we all want a game like that in VR, I think. And uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. I'm all about the atmosphere and getting immersed in that. And I don't even need to be in VR for that. When I just play a, a yeah. beautiful game, like if you yes. play Witcher, it's such beautiful <laughs> scenery right. there and everything. I really don't even understand people skipping through dialogues. It doesn't work for me. I need to be immersed in the story and the Absolutely. character's development. Yeah, totally. I never skip. <laughs> no, I don't. So, I honestly never like skip. That, that, that bit in Medal of Honor, you know, where you know you go around. I said last time. You go around and look at all of the different things, like the the, the uh, aircraft, and then there's a boat, and then that woman. She tells you all about the history of it. I'm just literally there listening to her and stuff, and I bet I'm probably the only player. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's how said. I feel because someone put this story in there. Yeah, someone too thought right. about it. it. So little, these little yeah. details they make the game very very important. And wow. I want I, I want a VR game like that, <laughs> but on a huge scale. Can the Quest Two handle that? I hope so. I really yeah. hope so. But um, yeah, so this is not going to be a question. I was just going to say, Lo-Fi, you're kind of like a detective and stuff, and you're like solving crimes and things, and you're like interviewing people, and there is like dialogue trees, and it is very cyber. It, it oh, it's dripping cool. with atmosphere. I've actually really? been in an early version of it a while back, and the atmosphere is there. They've already nailed the atmosphere. Cool. So the real key is going to be the actual gameplay and like. Is there action sequences? Are you shooting ever? And how does that work? That's I think really it's up to you. Question. I think it's, again, one of those games where it's up to you if you want to become the good cop or the bad cop. And then it's, yeah, totally up to you how you're going to play the game. And that's going to be super exciting. And just looking at the trailer here or the, the in-game footage, it, it looks, looks like vast. It's like a huge yeah. place. And you can fly everywhere and meet all these crazy characters. Wow. This I must tell you guys. I've been waiting for. I'm, this is, <laughs> I'm so excited about this one. Low Wow. So do we have any kind of idea when exactly it's going to like really come out with all the gameplay inside? Yeah, I mean, it's supposedly first quarter 2021. Again, one of the things wow. like um, speaking to what Tetiana was talking about in terms of like, like Project 4, they talked about it in 2019 and we didn't hear anything. The thing is, these are ambitious projects, and as they start working on them, they realize this is going to take another year, you know? <laughs> and so, like, sometimes we just have to be patient with these games, man. I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if we're not actually playing the, the real version of Lo-Fi until summer. But maybe we get it in spring or something, so, you know, we'll just be hopeful. Right. Yeah, it's always better for them to take the extra time than re release an un uh, unfinished game, which they do often like yeah, the buggy it happens games, a lot the, yeah, yeah. yeah so, the uh, right sometimes the, there's this pressure right they have to do it they have like uh, they got all that money and uh, they're being expected to launch that at a specific time and then well 
it's not ready, but they have to get out with it. Anyways, yeah, let's see what's, what's going to be the matter here with lo-fi, but definitely it's like so beautiful and I can't wait to be in that world, to explore it and to really get lost, really get lost in that world with that kind of immersion and yeah, just the cyberpunk vibe in VR. Wow, exciting, 2021. <laughs> it's looking pretty decent, actually. It's, it's looking pretty decent, at least what VR at least is concerned. In VR. <laughs> yeah. VR, yeah. At least in VR. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, the cool. Wow. By the way, we have 242 people watching this live now. Thank you so much. This is amazing. And this is only the fourth episode of the Next Dimension podcast, already crushing it. Thank you so much. We're going to be live every Saturday. So make sure that you always remember that time, right? 9 p.m. Central European, 8 p.m. London, um, noon um, in San Francisco, and 3 p.m. in New York City. But Anthony, is there anything more on your list? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there we actually have quite a bit, and I encourage everybody, you can always bounce over to VR Game Rankings and check out the most wanted charts for Quest, PlayStation VR, Oculus Rift, and for the HTC Vive and Valve Index. It's all broken down, so like exclusives are just on the Quest one and stuff like that. But one of the companies in VR that has been very impressive so far is a developer called Fast Travel Games. And they, of course, released a game called Apex Construct, which was very well. A lot of people really enjoyed Apex Construct. And they also helped Neat Corporation with Budget Cuts 2. Well, Fast Travel Games, their next big game is called Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife. And it's a horror game. And it's coming to Yay. pretty much everything. <laughs> and it looks pretty incredible. I mean, the the... The way they show it off in the trailers and stuff, they have a guy walking through the world and you really get a feel for like being there. And it, one, one of the most interesting things about this, and Sebastian, I'll go back to you, is horror. So you feel like you can't play a lot of horror, but then horror. here's a couple a horror. of horror games. <laughs> or, it can't be enough you know, horror yeah. But fast travel games are really major vr developer is bringing out a big time horror game do you feel like that's a smart move i mean are you going to play this or are you going to try to play it a little bit and then if it gets too freaky you'll back out of it um i must say um probably they want to try something else now you know they have they've had these beautiful games right fast travel games um the the pet game and before apex construct and um, yeah, it's they want to they want to try something something different, and why not a horror game? It seems like lots of people totally love horror games. I I still cannot quite understand the fascination. I'd rather be somewhere where it's beautiful and and <laughs> and, and, and cheerful, something where I feel happy instead of like um, fearful, right? Scared we have to death. scared yeah. to death. Like we have the real world, which is already very scary. So in my VR time. I'd rather have something beautiful that makes me happy. <laughs> but I found out, <laughs> but I found out that lots of people like enjoy that kind of like thrill, the thrill to be scared and to 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 live something that they would never live in real life, like this horror, right? So I, I kind of get it, and I will play. Um, I will play also this game. I'm going to try it because I really love what Fast Travel Game is putting out there. I really like uh, Apex Construct 
and also the 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 curious the the, the little pet game was also beautifully made so i i can wait to see what they have in store for for this kind of game however i must also say that i am scared because they already said that this is going to be the scariest game ever <laughs> do, <laughs> like, do, like do, ever. Horror games, do horror games have an age limit or does VR have an age limit? I mean, really, it should. Like when it comes to VR, twelve or games. thirteen. It has. It, it has, should be yeah. eighteen or twenty. You know, I, I just think because I'm with Sebastian. I'm not really into horror at all, to be honest. Um, I just don't really see the point. But obviously, it's a big thing and people love it. But just it, there's one thing watching a horror film, and then there's another thing actually being in VR. Being inside the inside, horror. Inside, yeah. That's mm -hmm. just yeah. Cool. I don't know. Well, this game. <laughs> This game, The Wraith Oblivion Afterlife, which is this incredibly long name. It's like, do I call it Wraith? Do I call it Oblivion? Do I call it Afterlife? But in this game, you are the Wraith. So you're like a ghost. You get to go through walls. You get to, I think you get to terrorize a few things. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it all works, but you're not like an innocent little weakling in this game. You're dead. You're already dead. Yeah, I'm wondering about. I was yeah, wondering about help that. Me, is I think. it going to? Yeah, is it <laughs> going to give you some confidence that you are one of those things? Because it's like one of those worlds, like uh, um, uh, Vampire: The Masquerade, where you are living in the world where these supernatural beings are normal. So that's that kind of type of the universe that's going to be in. in and then you're yeah. and then you're scared by the real people. <laughs> I, can totally, <laughs> I can totally imagine this with the things going on right, right now. Right, the capital. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I kind of wonder if if you would get as immersed into that world that you would feel more confident because you are actually not a human, you have these cool perks, right? You can manipulate objects, you can um, like go through walls and uh, change the environment around you. So I think in this game, you will need to like run away from, from the, uh, the elder specters or something. So yeah, yeah. But there must be some people that would be scared of you. <laughs> so maybe you'll have an outlet for that. <laughs> Yeah, who Tatiana, knows? Tatiana, I was just going to say, have you tried any horror games yet in VR? And do you nope out of them immediately? Or what do you think? Oh, gosh, I have. I know that I will not be good because I played. It's not a horror game. I'm telling you, the games that are not horror are horror for me. <laughs> I played Waltz of the Wizard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there is this one part where you. Um, oh, yeah, I know, I know the part you're talking about. And yeah. you're, you have a sword and you have a, a crossbow and you also can cast a fireball or something. Yeah. So the first time before I knew that there would be any enemies at all, because come on, it's Walter the Wizard. What enemies are we talking about? Uh, the first thing I, I heard a growl and then I turned <laughs> and this giant knight is just walking at me like this. <laughs> he just had this giant That's posture. Scary. That is scary. It was terrifying, and I thought that I'm such a chicken. It's not even a horror game, and I'm already scared. So I realized that I have a lot to work on, and before I can truly enjoy it, and it really is very disappointing because I keep reading about these amazing games coming out. Wow, there is uh, th this horror game, the Wrath, the uh, the the one, the co-op game that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I really want play it i'm not lying so but there's just a lot of work for me to do to overcome maybe it's just the initial fear maybe the more you play the more used to it you become because i don't believe that be. all these people that are playing horror games are superhumans and they just never ever ever get scared and, there must have been something you can get used to so sure uh, it's just whether you want to do it 
as of now, I'm just there's thinking- a trick. There's a trick that you can use to get over a lot of horror stuff is like when you're in a horror game and there's like some freaky monster that like scares the living daylights out of you. Here's what you have to do. Just let the thing kill you. Let the thing kill you and just stand there. Now, it'll be scary at first because, you know, when it gets closer to you and it starts doing whatever it does. But if you can let it kill you a couple of times and just watch what happens, then your brain is like, oh, okay, this isn't real. I'm okay. I'm safe. Everything's fine here. But you know just what? That, that part is not, for me, For me, it's not the scary part if you already see the monster. For me, the scary part yeah. is like, okay, something is about to yeah. jump at me. Yeah. You know, this, it's, kind, of, it's, this yeah, kind of atmosphere. That's, that's what gets me. Something that's is wrong. Something, something is going to scare me. And that's what I'm afraid of. If the thing happened, yeah, okay. <laughs> that that's was true horror, not so it? bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's your horror, own brain. It's your, your brain. brain. It's all in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I horror, know which films. <clears throat> Sorry, go on. Yo, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> that's all right. Go for it. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you're, if that's the scariest part, then you shouldn't play Cosmophobia, which uh, is also coming. Yeah, right. Because what exactly. makes that game different is that it has a procedurally generated environment. Okay. So it doesn't even have a map. You don't even know what's going to be around the corner, what kind of turns or hazards or or yeah, monsters that's the will developer be out there. Of so. Dread Halls. Exactly. Did you ever oh. play Dread Halls? It's on Quest. It's pretty good. No, Actually, I, I did it. It's one of the few um, VR games, VR horror games that I played. And I think I played it like really early, even on, I think it was even out on the on the Daydream. I, I had the Daydream channel before, right? It was this, this Google system. And I think Dread Halls was there too. I, I played it for a moment <laughs> because then it, it simply became too crazy I was, uh, and then I simply stopped to play these kind of horror games. But we can have a look into Cosmophobia right now. Let me just pull up the trailer, and we can have a little look into it. So it also, yeah, it looks looks dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they all have in common, right? They they don't want you to see the light. Everything is dark, and things can pop out. Mm-hmm. Cosmophobia, yeah, coming out for see, the quest. It, it, it's games like this I wish I kept my CV1. I really do. Yeah, yeah it would right. be a, a game like this would be incredible, wouldn't it? I mean, you mean because of the OLED screen, right? Yeah. Because of the yeah. real blacks. Yeah, it'd just be superb. I'm glad I still have my Quest 1. It's over there, and that OLED, let me tell you, I, I bounce <laughs> back and forth, and the OLED is nice. It's a big difference, right? It's the only way to play a game like this, really, to be fair. I think so, too. Like, uh, having the real blacks, it will help you a lot to make it more spooky. Yeah, so this is Cosmophobia looking dark (laughs) and good for people who like to be scared, that's for sure. Yeah, anyways, I think I will still look into some kind of some horror games because I simply heard that some of them are simply so good, like Resident Evil 7, right? I never, never went into it because I don't like horror games, but people just rave about how good they are, right? Um, Anthony, have you played Resident Evil 7? Yeah, you want to talk about a game that'll scare the and uh, it's a game that'll scare the living daylights out of you. But also, what it'll do is you'll be blown away what such a talented developer can do with kind of lower end technology in terms of like PlayStation, because that's Capcom. And they freaking killed it on. I mean, dude, there's this one scene in that in that game where you're like in a parking garage. 
Oh, it's incredible. I mean, if you just played that scene only, it's it's like you're inside a movie. You're basically in a terror movie. Right. Tony, actually, for someone who's just bought a Quest like me, what game would you recommend? You know, uh, something not too expensive, something as a really first experience for a standalone VR. Just, just I'm just curious to see what you'd recommend. Horror, yeah. film, horror uh, game, horror uh, in general, or uh, for just, just, uh, generally, just, yeah, yeah, just, Beat Saber. Just curious. Beat Saber yeah, well, for let sure. me uh, let me see here. Like, well, the the highest rate. I mean, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, but you've already played that, so you don't really want to play that. Um, Space Pirate Trainer actually on the Quest is awesome mm-hmm. it runs so smooth you've you, maybe you've already played it see the thing is uh, with the quest a lot of these games have already been on you know pc vr yeah. so like beat saber pistol whip walking dead population one super hot space pirate trainer in death unchained moss red matter if you've never played red matter oh this is amazing you must play one to play i just think like there's a lot of people at the moment buying quests like more than ever like i think the sales have just gone through the roof and i actually i I struggled yeah Yeah, i struggled to get a quest and uh i'm just thinking there's gonna be a lot of people out there it might be a good future topic actually yeah then we can do that what what are the top five must-have games for the quest that are not going to break the bank yeah and one game that you should play for sure also is pistol whip it's a rhythm shooter, and it's yes. just like so much fun. And you're even doing a little workout there. Um, yeah. <laughs> by the way, um, a short shout out to the German community who are watching this right now. I can tell they are in the chat. And you know, for some reason, the German VR community they want to pressure me into playing horror VR games. They want to. They want <laughs> to see street. me suffer because it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's of course, it's super fun suffering. to watch. I love watching someone yeah, suffer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> especially, especially if you know that this person is afraid of these horror games. They, they, they can't wait. They want to. They want to pressure me into playing Phasmophobia, and uh, yeah, I will do it. I will do it. I want to see how it is, and I will play it with the German community. So yes, German community, I will play it uh, at one point in time. I will play Phasmophobia with you, and yeah, I'm a bit afraid already. And they even made they even made this hashtag, you know, Sebastophobia, <laughs> because they and, and whenever whenever I'm doing like the German podcast, oh, they are like oh Sebastophobia. They they they, oh, they are so looking forward to that. It's gonna happen. What meant in the chat. Yeah, now you know. Now you know what it's about. Ask. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out That's, to all of uh, you. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Anthony, yeah, yeah, anyways. Anthony um, also mentioned uh, uh, Space Pirate Trainer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I thought I would also mention that there is a Space Pirate Arena coming out, I think. I don't know oh, if you have heard right, of that. Right. But that's basically like a future of a laser tag uh, it uses the full scale room like you can use a tennis court a basketball court or some kind of really large hall sort of like an uh, echo uh, where you can use this whole room basically Love the idea. Wait, when you're playing that you, you see walls and you don't see your opponent you need to find them but it's so funny when, when i watched the video the guy had the VR camera recording and the and the real camera, so he's just right there standing in front of him, but you can't <laughs> see him behind the VR wall. And it was really fun because, yeah, you can just play laser attack anywhere. And I don't know how it works exactly, but maybe based on the size that you have, it uh, generates the environment and you're just running around trying to shoot them. That looks so fun. Totally yeah. agree. 
Here's a random question, another one, sorry. Has anyone played outside in their massive garden on their quest? Does it actually work? Yes. Because I want to try that. <laughs> I, I, did, I did try it, but you have to be careful at what time of the day you're playing. If you're playing it with the sun totally out, it's not going to work because the tracking is going to fail. But if you're like, uh, the sun is going, starting to go day. overcast yeah. day, yeah. sun is going down, then you can do it. And then you can play these kind of games. And, and I it's, love the idea of Space Pirate Arena, where you have this this real like real-world scale. I just imagine it to be so be fun. perfect, wouldn't it? It's most immersive ever. Exactly. Yeah, something... Than actually walking in there. Not in those trade mills, but actually walking that. Exactly. That's, and the quest playing, lends itself to it. If you were playing Space Pirate Arena at, in like a tennis court, like an empty tennis court, and you give somebody a demo and be like, hey, just try this, and they're running around, you know, they're running down this hall, they're ducking, and they're moving all around, and it, it's all happening on a tennis court. It's incredible, right? Now, here's where the Debbie Downer comes in, because I wonder if this game is going to see the light of day for like regular consumers, because I feel like there's liability issues here. And I think Facebook is going to be like, mm. nah, man, we, you know, we want a game that people can play in their own house where no one's going to run and fall off a balcony or something like that. That's so point. I, I wonder if people will really be able to buy this. It might come to side quest um, and you might have to like, as you're playing it, you might have to like sign some kind of little waiver. Th I, I don't know how they're going to do this, but I really wish we could get to that future because I think if you could go to a tennis court, a basketball court, or like a um, an empty parking lot somewhere, you know, where you could have a really huge area, like that's super awesome, and it would blow people away. People that would try that for the first time, it would be a game changer. They would be converted like none other. But totally it almost agreed. like it requires someone to oversee that process, right? Yeah. So like if, if they have this VR set in the entertainment center and you would have to pay to play, then they would have this large space that you would play like you, you go and want to play laser tag. But uh, it should be like yeah. It, when, was it Pokemon or something where people were going around with their phones? Yeah, right. Like, right. Calling, I, calling I totally played that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just dying everywhere. Like, just yeah. stop it. All right, it did happen. Like it it yeah. to oversee the game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Anthony. Yeah, right. That probably is is something that makes them double think about it, like uh, rethink that. Yeah, but it would be great if it comes out. But I think it should come out, right? Um, Space Pirate Arena or they're working on it. We just right. we're we haven't heard yet exactly how like people can buy it or how that's going to work. Right. Right. <laughs> Cool. Are there any more games, Anthony, that you would like to talk about? Yeah, let me, uh, let's see here. Sorry, I got off. I was on a different... Well, let me see. I'm going to go back over to the Oculus Quest section just to see... Um, well, you know, Sniper Elite VR. Right. By Actually, that would be really the game. game. That would exactly be the game that I wanted to talk about. So, PlayStation VR, Quest, and everything, PC VR. Everything, yeah. everything. So, let's have a look at the trailer here together. And um, wait, okay. So here it is from Rebellion, Sniper Elite VR. And sniping works so well in VR. There's one level in, um, in Medal of Honor, actually, where you are yeah, on, on some kind of tower and you're shooting down. And it works so well and it's so fun, works so well in virtual reality. Do you believe that this could be a game that you're looking forward to play, guys? 
and girls. Definitely. <laughs> and guys yeah, and <laughs> stealth, stealth games in VR are so much fun. They really are. That, that looks amazing. Have you ever played a Sniper Elite? I haven't actually played any of them yet. No, well, not. I haven't played one all the way through. My friend is mad on them, so I did what, I play one a couple of, on, you know, when he was showing me there. And it does look a lot of fun, actually. And, yep. uh, yeah, something like this sounds... Mm. Yeah, really I cool. like the idea of the historic war game because it has this accurate models of guns that you, especially if you like the, the history of that and not just a space simulator. But I think that would be really interesting to play that. I think there was another game that was a his, uh, historic war game. And I always wanted to try right. that because it's, it's not that there are monsters jumping on you, but you just have to shoot Nazis. <laughs> right. That would be something I would want to try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shooting Nazis is always a great thing to do. So <laughs> I can absolutely recommend that to you um, in virtual reality. Um, and yeah, so Medal of Honor, probably give it a try, Tatiana, if you have the chance to to get this. Actually, um, you should totally do it. So Sniper Elite VR, definitely one of the games that look amazing. Also, it's it's uh, the second World War setting here. Very similar to, to Medal of Honor and... I'm totally in it for some more sniping action. Again, I think it works well in virtual reality and definitely one of the games that I'm also personally looking forward to. Yeah, it's a high-quality developer, and it's been developed very specifically for VR. Like, okay, this is yeah, not yeah. like a conversion or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, so Do you guys struggle to aim down the sight sometimes? In, I mean, sniper rifles, they can be quite difficult. That's anything I'm thinking of. Um, just, they can, I mean, nothing to do with the tracking, because obviously, you know, I think pretty much even the G2 controllers, I can yeah, aim down the sights. But it's just, you know, to kind of keep it, you know, when you, obviously the sniper yeah. rifle, you really are zoomed in and just a, just a slight movement and you've, you, you're not there because you've got no weight. I suppose you could use one of those... Well, uh, what do you call it? Like what do you call them things? Yeah, with like a an actual. Uh, you've got what uh, stock things? You know, you put the controllers. Gun stocks. Gun That's stocks. it. Gun stocks. Yeah. That's what you need. Uh, and then the German knows fine. the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got some, haven't you, Seb? I'm, I'm sure I've seen you. I use do. Them before. I do have. I do yeah. have. Yeah, I do have. Several. Does that really help? It's cool. It it, yeah. it helps with immersion. That's what I th that's what I think. But you know what, Steve? I think in general, like doing the real thing, I haven't I've never tried it. But I think it's also not so easy. So I think that kind of kind of like um, shows then as well. If you try it in virtual reality, is all probably it's, it's more realistic. I've done, I haven't done much of it, but I've done a bit of real. It's funny me. how you'll close <laughs> one of your eyes. You know, yeah, like right. it's really yes. gonna help, that helps. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely helps. It's just the lack of physical weight you're just basically doing this with your hands you know there's, right. there's no weight there i think that's what i find str i struggle the most but uh right yeah. right so i would imagine yeah. because this game is built 100 percent around sniping that they'll get that mechanic dialed in really nice i think so but it's it's not only sniping you we've seen some other um weapons as well in the game so it seems it seems something that i'm looking forward it to and it's amazing that's on all the systems It'd be kind of cool if you could press a button and then you could like simulate you holding your breath and then 
everything becomes less super sensitive. So oh, you can okay. just have a. There's oh, a I microphone. They just can know if you're holding your breath. Right. That would be good. <laughs> or you simply hold your breath really. Maybe, really that, yeah, maybe that would help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Try a Medal of Honor. Thanks. Could you imagine right. if, that, if it had a heart rate sensor and it's like you got to wait till your oh, heart gets down to like 30? That beats. would be good. Oh, that, that would be so <laughs> good. That could absolutely happen. Like the, the, the HP Reverb G2 OmniSap, it does have a heart rate monitor inside. So that would be really cool. There's so many cool things coming to virtual reality. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm so looking forward to all these <laughs> developments and having things even more exciting. Oh, Guys, we're, we're, already, uh, we're already getting to the two hours and 40 minutes marks for this, wow. for this podcast. <laughs> and uh, wow. the other episodes have been like three hours-ish, but I want to somehow keep it a bit shorter so that people want to watch this in the future and not know, okay, we have to stay here for three hours and so on. So now would be the last chance to, uh, to call out some games that you're looking forward to, like in a short matter, is there some, some games that we should at least mention perhaps, Anthony? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, I want to switch back over to the PC VR world. And um, I mean, there's, we got Vertigo 2. Like, do you want me to just give you like kind of a list of yeah, a bunch like, of games? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So Vertigo 2 by uh, the developer of Vertigo and Vertigo Remastered, that's coming this year. Firmament by the developer of Abduction and the developer of Mist, which just came out on the Quest. Mm -hmm. Firmament is supposed to be coming this year, also to PlayStation VR as well. Uh, Lawn, L O N. Oh, this looks good, actually. Looks real good. Like it's competing head to head with Lo-Fi. That's the thing, man. That these cyberpunk games, there's like nine of them. So there's a bunch of them. Uh, Zenith, which is an MMO that's coming from Ramen VR. It was kickstarted. Um, people really are into that one. Undead Citadel, another like zombie kind of game coming from Dark Curry. Uh, you got the Warhammer. You got another Warhammer game coming. Warhammer 40K Age of Sigmar, which is being developed by Carbon Studio, developer of Wizards and the Wizards Dark Matter, uh, Wizards Dark Times. So they've got a lot of uh, a lot of experience developing VR games. Blunt Force by Monad Rock. This one Remember looks good. One? This one looks a bit yeah. like uh, Medal of Honor, actually, right? Graphics incredible. They had a little demo that was kind of lame. Did you try the demo? <laughs> no, I didn't try the demo. Graphics are amazing, though. This thing will melt your, your graphics card, so you better have a 3080 for that I do, one. I do. Oh, <laughs> Rhythm of the Universe Ionia. Right, which right. Which kind of uh, mentioned that one. I actually tried to... They have a demo of this. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a demo of it on Viveport. And I tried the demo, Rhythm of the Universe Ionia, and it is a very beautiful, magical kind of world that you're in. Mm -hmm. So it looks very beautiful. Green Hell VR, that's been confirmed now. It was a rumor okay. for like seven or eight months. Green Hell VR is coming. Ilzia, um, I of the Temple. Just so many. D Demio by Resolution Games looks like a pretty big one that's coming. Wow, so actually many games and there's going to be lots to talk about in 2021 and for sure we will be talking about all these games here on the Next Dimension podcast. So, wow, what an amazing show it was today. Incredible. We had more than 240 people watching live. It's getting better and better and this is only the fourth episode. So if you, if you guys out there, if you love this 
new podcast, then give this a thumbs up. Definitely, we are also available um, as an audio podcast on, on Google Podcast, on Alexa, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. So you can also listen to us. And I would simply like to say thank you so much to Tatiana to, to be here as a guest. Did you enjoy it today? Oh my gosh, this was so amazing. I, Please come back. I couldn't believe it. Come when back. Said that it was already how many hours? Yeah, two, two <laughs> hours and 15 hours? minutes. Yeah, I really. I didn't even feel how the time passed. I was like ready to talk more about games. <laughs> I literally recently made a video about upcoming games and I was so ready to, to continue. This. Yeah, right. It could have been going on and on. But thank you so much. This has been incredible. I would... I would love to come back if you would Oh, <laughs> yes, we will definitely would love to have you again. And I'm sure the audience wants to have you back here on that show as well. So I have the feeling you will be here again, hopefully lots <laughs> of times. That would be amazing. So thank you so much, Tatiana, for being here on episode four of the Next Dimension podcast. And to all of the people who have not yet subscribed to Tatiana's channel, Disco VR or Discover, depending on the topic she's talking about, <laughs> absolutely do subscribe to her channel. The link is down in the description of this video. So, dear people who are watching this right now, help this podcast, like feed the algorithm. If you love this show that we're going to give you every Saturday, like smash the thumbs up now, smash it like crazy. Do leave your comment now in the comment section. Tell us what you thought about today's show. Tell us if you want to see Tatiana again. I believe you want to, and I, I'm really looking forward to have you here on the show again. And also, if you have not yet subscribed to Anthony's um, channel, VR365, absolutely subscribe to the channel now. Check out his website, vrgamerankings.com. This is amazing stuff. I think we are all putting out amazing stuff here. Steve, Steve's channel, Steve's YouTube channel. VR Flight Sim Guy is incredible. If you are into flight sims, this is the must-watch channel. No, you, you must subscribe to Steve. Steve. Thank you. That's you would agree to you. that, I believe, right? It's an, <laughs> it's an amazing channel. I best agree. I know that's very kind of you. Thank you. No, really. And also, yeah, if you like, um, in general, if you're interested in VR, definitely also subscribe to MRTV if you have not done so yet. So, guys and girl, <laughs> I have to tell you, I really enjoyed like uh, this atmosphere of this podcast, the energy, like our enthusiasm. I really love this podcast. So, guys um, and girls, if you enjoy this podcast, please absolutely subscribe, subscribe to the channel, watch this podcast, and listen to it every Saturday. Wow, next dimension podcast! I'm excited about it, and um, help us with the algorithm. Smash the like button, subscribe to all our channels, um, leave a comment right after the show. And uh, wow, we're looking forward to see you and to see hear you in the next episode next week. That's it for this fourth episode. Bye-bye. You can also say something. Bye-bye. Like, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> for the people who are just listening to it. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>